0: It oh. is Wednesday, my dudes.
1: <laughs> this is how I will. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. Hate, hate, hate,
2: hate, hate. Double hate. Load entirely. You're out of order. You're
3: out of order. <laughs> that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. I'm a
4: bitch, I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch.
2: glad poor people are happy. I'm in pain. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Your List Sucks, episode 143. Top 100 acting performances. Did we talk about some great acting performances last week? Yes. And then we talked about Jack's List. Um, <laughs> I don't... Um, I do a lot of prep for this show. I watch a lot of movies. Um, I will get up uh, up front right now. I have mixed up two movies for the longest time. I will talk about this for the longest time. I have seen one of those movies. I had to rewatch that same movie, but I haven't seen the other one, and I confused them for the longest time.
4: Hugo intended.
2: Yeah, will... close. Uh, that was close. This one, this one makes a little bit more sense, but we'll talk about it when we get there. Overall, Bowman won last week. I think. I think. Yeah. Ho ho, okay. you came in second.
0: Second.
2: Yeah, bar third. Uh, Jack, last. um, I hope you brought a recliner because you're probably going to be there for a couple weeks. Um, Coho. Yep. You beat, you almost beat Bowman. You guys went to war at each other the entire time. Do you think you can beat him this week? And it looks like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to go on the record. I may be wrong. It looks like Bowman has eaten. So he may be a little less bitchy That's today.
0: Bowman is eating. He is okay. We fed him. Uh, me and Boatman are probably truce this week. Um, I think we'll see. If he shoots.
3: First, you do not say the thing you said about ground if, if you don't shoot you. the
0: first shot this week, we're good. Uh, you shot the first shot last week? I'm not saying I didn't. I'm oh saying, good. shoot the first shot this week, I'll shoot back. Okay. Sure, you should have heard
4: what he said after you left the call. Listen, Bar.
0: Your are uh, is focused on you. <laughs> I'm gonna let you two kill each other. I'm sorry.
4: sorry, what? Uh,
2: anyways, we're gonna go to
0: I think bar.
2: I'll... We're gonna go to bar. Hey, um, third place. Some would say you were close to Jack,
4: someone else would say I was close you. to Coho,
2: but let me tell you, wasn't that close. <laughs> um, you were safely third. Uh, You had quite a game lead on him. Uh, How do you think you're going to do tonight? Do you have a shot of winning this week?
4: I'd say no, but I have a shot at second place. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Fair. Next
2: up, um, my uh, showrunner, my uh, pain in the ass, uh, Jumba to me, Jumba, him, Pleakley, or I think that's the name. no. no, Um, no. How do you
3: think you're going to do tonight? Will you continue to streak or
2: can you stumble this
3: week? I think, honestly, the only thing that could potentially hurt me this week is that I have some of these this low. I think this is a quality list this week. I just think that you might think that it's a little low in the range, but I don't know if that's going to – hurt me that much or how you scale that for a little see. that's fair
2: um jack is uh, on location um and that is not a fake background that's a real background everybody i'm just gonna throw that out there it looks really fake when he has it up like that but no he's here he's present um maybe you could start a thing can you be like in a different location each week and see if you can lose an air like 10 different locations on 10 different – that would be an interesting study. That would be a record. How do you think you're going to do
1: tonight? Am I going to do well? Uh, absolutely not, but uh, nothing can be worse than last week for me. Uh, no, uh, something I forgot to mention last week is uh, there's a there's a quote by one Zach Ford, which I am trying to uh, – Live by for this uh, the series, and it's stop apologizing for yourself. Just say a bunch of random bullshit with the confidence of the smartest man in the world, and you'll be fine. Just own it. So, uh, yeah, that, that's about it for me. <laughs> i, I um, Paulo Yama's here. Pardon. Um. <laughs> Ko-
2: open eight, but he's shooting everyone in the chat. <laughs> um, pew Coho pew, pew. <laughs> uh, is on record. Probably my biggest rivalry on this entire show that's ever been. Is Zach Ford. True. So to quote <laughs> him before and after. Because we went toe to toe for 10 weeks on this exact show as a panelist, and he called me uh, a hack, a
0: fraud. Um, he called uh, me a person. Philistine multiple times. Yes. So
2: <laughs> I didn't put Fever pitch in the top 10. My list is irrelevant. That's what he said. So we'll see. Overall, show works, everybody brings in. This one top 100. We're going to start at the bottom. We're going to get to the 81s today. We're going to see where everybody ranks. He'll you know, yikes. If there's a performance higher, if a movie is higher, we do not, yikes. So I do not care. Kohort already left. He's tired of this place. Um, and then I'll give my opinion. When we get to sevens and higher, um, gunshots will start firing at everybody. So I'm going to. St- Pass it to code now for
0: your, uh, your bottom part. Okay. So my number 90 is uh, Spencer Tracy and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. My number 89 is William Holden in Network. Uh, and my 88 is Edward Norton in Primal Fear. Uh, no yikeses. Interesting. Okay. So Thanks, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Uh, great cast. Uh, I go back and forth between Tracy and Poitiers, who's my favorite. Right now I'm on Tracy. Um, I think he's great at this like dad who's supposed to be super open minded and then like has to confront maybe he's not as like as progressive in his mind as he thinks he is um, and uh, confronts his the realities of his of his daughter's new relationship through and through um, and I think he gives an all time speech at the end uh, that he just delivers great. I think Tracy is just a great in his last performance too. Um, great. Um 8 William Holden Network. I really like William Holden. Uh, he's an actor that I've like started to get into. Um, this was one of the first ones I ever saw him in, and this is like one of his like latest ones. Um, and I think he's terrific. I think he's honestly like the conscience of the movie. Um, and that kind of comes through as this guy who like totally loses his way and gets caught up in all the you know bullshit within the movie, but he also at the end of the day has such a moral center, his relationship with Faye Dunaway and Beatrice Strait and. Like the way he acts, everyone talks about their individual performances and scenes, and they're the two that like won. But like William Holden, playing off of them doesn't get enough credit in each and every scene he's in. Uh, and even with Peter Finch, who also won, like every person that got that won, he play he has to like share scenes with. And I think he holds his own with every single one of them in a very in a really terrific, realistic way. It's this is older guy, um, and Norton is a very flashy performance, but it's like his first, and it's great. Like the work just really holds up as this guy who is um, who is can or not convicted, but he is accused of murder, uh, working with a lawyer uh, to clear his name. And um, I don't know if I should spoil it or <laughs> I won't spoil it in case you haven't seen it. But Norton gives this very great performance that has multiple sides to it. Um, and every side he gives is is just great uh, with the different people he manipulates and plays and does. I think he's a phenomenal, phenomenal for the first performance that someone gave phenomenal work from Edward Norton. You made it. A-
2: Set him off to be a douchebag ever since. Um, Spencer Tracy. Guess he's coming to dinner. Um, absolutely love this role. Um, uh, Not that I didn't know this before, but I kind of just remembered that that was his last acting performance. Um, The more I go back to seeing Spencer Tracy's movies, um, I love Spencer Tracy as an actor. Um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner has so many roles. Um, And I always pick this as the year that uh, Sidney Poitier taught two old people not to be racist, and they got the Oscar. Uh, (laughs) So well done, Sidney Poitier. Um, but the difference is between in the heat of the night and this one. I think this one's earned. Um, I think it's very close, but overall, I think he is the best. Perfor- he's the second best performance in that movie. Um, um, I love the ice cream scene uh, when they go to get ice cream, and he just has that honest. Like the, everybody talks about the last scene in the movie, which is understandable. But that scene where he just basically lays it all on the line in the thing, it's just, you can feel like the real anger towards it. Um, I love it. Um, I think this movie is super important. I think this is a movie that people need to see, um, and um, he's absolutely incredible in it. Um, and now, looking back on it since his last Oscar, and I think he did. They he was passed away by the time the Oscars came mm-hmm. around. It was awesome. so so it makes it sense why he does win the Oscar that year. Like he does. He he did. He
0: didn't win. You're right. Rod Steiger won in The Heathenite. Night. Yeah.
2: Well, that's even crazier to me. Yeah. Like. That's wow. That's a bad
4: acting <laughs> in that year too. That's a bad acting. He's way. not. That bad. was an. It's his time award. That's
2: besides the point. I don't think he's bad in that movie overall. I will say that. But overall, oh, that that year is one of the hardest years in Hoffman film in history. Random. In in history, and he loses. It's kind of still crazy. To me. Um, your nine, your eighty nine is a William Holden network again. A movie that has so many choices that you can choose from. Um, over a top one hundred and default, all of a major top one hundred makes sense. Uh, network is kind of a movie that is an acting showcase Um, the movie overall to me um, I like a lot but it's those performances that make that movie work so much it's not like the subject matter or like the direction to me it's those it's basically you bring the best of the best on set and they just literally just own the screen William Holden is one of those actors that is just crazy to me Um, it's one of his best roles he's not in this movie a ton either like for what he's in, but like demolishes the scene when he's in it. So no great choice for network 89, maybe a little low for me because I think he is, he is fantastic. But again, network a lot of of choices, a lot of choices. Um, and then, uh, you're 89. Um, so I'm a little different on this one and talk about another acting class that is like, um, uh, Oscar class for this performance. Like that's, it's, a it's a massive list. Um there are two sides to the coin. I really am not a huge fan of the first side of the coin.
0: That's fair.
2: Um the the hillbilly pumpkin like I understand what he's doing but it, it makes, it's it's the setup for the delivery I get that but I spend so much time with the first side. So it's that's always fun. my takeaway on it. I it's a great it's flip fun. but and that's my take on that one. But overall, I can't argue with it. Like, like Especially when you see first role, welcome to the show, and that's what happens. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Best Supporting Actor nomination, like you said, one of the most impo- impressive classes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The I mean, class is incredible in that year, uh, first morning.
0: Um,
4: okay.
2: Barr, take us through AFI Top 100.
4: Cool. Um, so my number 90 is actually a yikes from last week is Taron Egerton in Man.
0: Yeah, I had that last week.
4: Cool. Uh my number eighty-nine is one hundred percent getting yikes. It's Sam Rockwell and the Way Way Back. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, I kinda figured. Uh and my number eighty-eight uh is Robin Williams in Aladdin. Yikes.
3: I
0: had that
4: last week, I believe. Well, we're not talking about it
0: this week, fuckers. <laughs> um fuckers. <laughs> rude. took um, a
2: little bit of a shot again, though. That wasn't a shot at him. That was a shot at our primarily. You I'll added lie. an S to the end of it. I'm just saying that means
4: two. Could be four. Interesting. Uh, so Terren Edgerton in Rocket Man. Um Jesus Christ. Edgerton in Rocket Man. Um, he gives a great performance as Elton John. Um, he he kind of really makes it his own. Uh, he just kind of like falls really nicely into the performance. Um the great depth that he reaches as well as the musical performances and he sounds fantastic um and um there are some scenes where just like it, it, he's absolutely incredible like the the scene at the party um at the pool is just a, a fantastic performance and i stand by that um if rami malik had not won the year before he would have definitely been nominated for the oscar and he may have even be joaquin phoenix in my opinion
2: maybe
0: um. Yeah. Uh. I think this is a great musical performance, and one that like, um, and one that especially compared to someone who was like, just like Freddie, was so public. Elton is so public, um, but to basically make that larger than life musician super personal and super real, um, I think is great. I think Taron, he's able to play the I'm Elton fucking John, look at me superstar. And then also have those moments like when he when he is like, my I always point to my favorite part of that movie that shows perfectly the range Edgerton has is that they don't pay to see Reginald Dwight. They pay to see Elton John. And then he walks away and comes back and grabs Bird. And he goes, I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's just like a great moment where you see both sides of the role that, that Edgerton plays. Uh, and on top of that, his he doesn't sound like that when he sings. Um, you, we we know what Terrence sounds like naturally. It's clo- it's kind of like it, but not really. So the way that he was able to manipulate his own singing voice to match Elton's, but not be a replica of Elton's, is kind of like great. That's really difficult. Like he wasn't just a cover; he was like an imi- or an imitation. He was an imp- he was sort of a half impersonation, and I kind of like that. And I agree. If you flip the releases of Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man wins so huge the year before, and and we're always gonna compare the two because. Of Dex, the Dexter Fletcher connection, and the like, um, and just the similarities in who they cover and what kind of movies they are. But I think Rocker Man's the far superior performance in film, uh, even though I do like Rami. Uh, but Edgerton's great. Oh, I'm home alone with children. This
2: is gonna be a fun night. Um. Okay. Um. So yeah, Taron Edgerton, Rockman Um. Uh. I've said this. I don't know if I said this on record before, but I still stand by he makes some elton john songs larger than life in this movie more than they are released by elton john um just because of this musical i think he brought some light to some music that is good but still there are tracks on albums that are not as big as um his thing uh rami malik is a hundred percent reason why he doesn't either have an oscar or floating around like he was snubbed across the board mm-hmm. um uh, most
4: of
2: that movie was. Most of the movie was. I think overall, I think he's I think he's absolutely incredible on it. Um just besides the singing and the the, the chorus, like what he's able to bring to it and be that loud mouth, basically Elton John character. Uh, and basically how he starts the movie to where he ends the movie, but in that in between, even the substance abuse, you can see it on his face and where he's going through his life. Um I love it. I think Darren Edgerton is going to be around for a long time in this in this uh, he's got exactly what it is um, and it, with this movie if it didn't get the Oscar nomination it made him basically a dual threat in Hollywood um, which is perfect for somebody <laughs> to keep working hey you can do music and you can do other things
0: um, I love your trolling uh, yeah no
2: um, and I mean bitches back and the songs in that movie. Again, what I did know was it was the perfect jukebox. It's what Queen's final pick should have been overall. So uh boat, take it away.
3: Uh, did Bargat to did did was Everything Aladdin. Else was yikes.
0: The, rest was yikes.
3: the rest was yikes. Well oh Aladdin was yikes.
0: Yes I yikes that
3: oh never mind my bad that's why he called you a fucker. Oh how does the okay. show work? That wasn't a, how does the show work. That was was that thing yikes. <laughs> All right, my my ninety is Paul Newman in The Sting. Now my,
0: how does this work? I'm getting
3: sorry. I was gonna say.
0: Fair. You, you paused for a while.
3: I paused to see if anyone was gonna yikes it. My eighty nine is Tony Curtis and some like it hot. And my eighty eight is Anthony Hopkins in The Father.
1: That's a yikes. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> all right
3: uh so my 90 uh paul newman in the sting we talked about robert redford last week we get to talk about paul newman this week uh i get it i understand the redford love i prefer paul newman i think newman is even though he has really doesn't have that much screen time he is like such a curmudgeonly grump but also so likable like i love the train scene where he's acting drunk like that is such a good like you can always tell he just kind of has everyone's number and i love any performance that is just a guy who walks into a room and can size up everyone he's talking to and play them i love it i love his performance in this i love paul newman i think he's so funny so grumpy he just he gets the tone he gets this character and it's perfect uh, 89 is Tony Curtis in Some Like It Hot. I think this is just a brilliant comedic performance. Tony Curtis has to do so much here. Because he has to, A, play um, Joe, who is just Joe. Uh, very Just basically kind of your normal comedic identity. Kind of douchey playboy a little bit. Then he has to play Josephine and the way he does a woman's voice in this, it sounds scarily accurate. Like I, th- I believe there was a story where Tony Curtis like called up, I want to say it was Billy Wilder doing the voice to see if anyone could tell and apparently they couldn't um, love and he's, he's very funny. I think he's he's so funny in that part. but I also love him as the the fake millionaire. I think he is so funny. He's clearly doing a Cary Grant impression, and it's great in him. I think that's maybe one of my favorite scenes in the movie is him and uh, Sugar Cane working off each other. Brilliant. Love all three aspects of this performance, and I love performances that feel like they're doing multiple aspects. Love this movie and this performance. You done? Yeah. What was?
2: What was... What was Yikes?
3: Uh, yikes was uh, Anthony Hopkins in The Father.
2: Okay. Uh, we kind of hinted at this last week. Um, Paul Newman and The Sting. Uh, better than Redford. Um, overall. Uh, Newman is one, as Bo as Bar would say, goat level actor. Um, yeah, he. If you built like a Mount Rushmore on acting for perform- actors, um, I think he's in the conversation with the top five or four. I think arguably, like, he is one of those actors that you could put on that. Mount Rushmore, um, of course, next is Enzo. Um, but um, yeah, I, um, that is a massive cup. Sorry, that is like yeah. the biggest, that is the size of your head. Um, Uh, But yes, uh, in The Sting, this is the one I prefer. Um, uh, Great performance. uh, Not a lot. uh, But again, as much as I love Paul Newman in The Sting, I think it's very two performances playing off of each other to make the performance where it is. Um, So It's hard to have one without the other. Uh, There's a character, there's a person in that movie, I won't mention him, but uh, he's also incredible in that movie. That is Just in case he shows up, I don't know if he will, but yeah um then you're uh and i yeah so i rewatched this this week um you're 100 percent right um and the fact that he stands out as well as he does against who he's counterpointing like arguably if you created a rush for comedic actors his partner would be one of the heads on that thing so to have tony curtis there and out pretty much out-dueling Lemon is kind of nuts, because um, I don't think there's many people that perform in movies that can out him other than mathau like at, and at, and that's only at points, like I think they're, I think they play so well off each other that it's hard to think, but Tony Curtis is honestly the standout of this movie, uh, and again, when you give me Jack Lemon in the movie, he normally would be that character, and that would be the standout, so Great choice. 89 after rewatch is kinda crazy to me. Not saying like he does it. I would almost put it a little higher. Um, I think he's that good, but I understand. Um, you're a heavy you're a heavy hitter. You have a lot of great performances in this list, so I'm not gonna fault you this. No moment. one else had him for the record. Correct, correct. So that definitely does hurt their cases, especially after a rewatch. So At least I don't pander to Cody. One Caleb Boatman. I don't. That was not pandering. Well, here's the thing. So I'll make this clear for everybody. Bowman doesn't really pander. Bowman. Are you sure about that? (laughs) Bowman doesn't pander. He actually has a ton of the movie taste I have for some of my movies is in thanks to him because he showed me these movies. So he didn't show me something like a hop, but he showed me movies like of you know. You know, older movies. So, get better or start recommending better movies. Um, and we'll save the best for last. If if this was baseball, this is the fourth hitter. We've got three people on. No one's missed really. You got three people on the. You got to bring them home, Jack. Ah, All right, shit, we're, we're down. Dollars. We're down. Three, we're down three runs. Let's hit it over the bar. Well, this is what let's it's let's like let's to it be up. on
0: the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Or okay. or the Toronto Blue Jays last night that couldn't be the eight. If Jack
3: um, one is supposed to bring us home, pretty sure Marius is about to
1: die.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, was that was good. good. That, well, was, that good. was good. I'll give you that. Uh, that my good. ninety, my ninety is Andy Serkis for War for the Planet of the Apes. Okay, my nine and my eighty nine is Ryan Gosling in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. And my 88 is Lewis Pullman in bad times at the El Royale. That's a good one. All right. Andy Circus. Uh yeah, I picked uh like there's a lot of great uh great performances on here, but Andy Circus is the master of motion capture performances, and uh Caesar is without question arguably his best role, arguably. Uh He's uh the journey he goes on from the first from rise to to war is incredible. I, I think he's at his best though in War for the Planet of the Apes, after uh Woody Harrelson uh had killed his son and his wife, and uh it just becomes a revenge uh film from there, uh with Andy Circus at the center of it, giving arguably his best performance and he looks like a monkey for the entire thing. Uh, he, he, he's incredible in this film. Great performance. Uh, Ryan Gosling in Blade Runner 2049. I had uh Philip Baker Hall last week from uh as like an understated uh performance in film. And Ryan Gosling, I think. Uh yeah, that's fair. Uh but he, but uh Ryan Gosling is gives a great subtle understated performance in Blade Runner. Uh the oh, I'm, I'm shaking. Uh, no. He, uh, him as K is just perfect. He's constantly got, uh, that that pain hiding beneath the surface, and then when he finally uh, lets it out in, uh, I can't remember what the uh, how to what to call that scene, but when he left, when he finally when he finally breaks in the film, and you see that it's Painful and it's a, an incredible moment in that film and he's just fantastic throughout the whole thing uh, Lewis Pullman bad times at the El Royale. I had Chris Hemsworth last week. Uh, I originally had uh, uh, Jeff Bridges as my favorite performance before re-watching this a couple times uh, in the past couple of years and since then Lewis Pullman has just catapulted my ranking on on this uh, catapulting my ranking on this uh, in this film He's incredible. Uh, he gives a very, uh, very tortured performance of, uh, this, this young, this, this young person that, uh, has done these terrible things and he doesn't know how to live with it. And, uh, when Jeff Bridges shows up, uh, uh, him and Lewis Pullman have a great dynamic, uh, throughout the film. And it's just, it's, it's so heartbreaking to watch, especially, uh, how, uh, how things play out for his character. I don't want to spoil it for uh, anyone who hasn't seen the movie, because this movie's fucking incredible. Uh, watch it if you can, if you haven't seen it already. Great movie. Uh, Lewis Pullman's fantastic in it. Oh,
2: uh, I'll hit deep to center at the warning track. Caught. Innings over. We're, we lost the game. Thanks. Uh, Andy Circa. Stark- this may sound crazy. Maybe you guys can tell me if I'm crazy. But is Steve Zahn the better uh, monkey
1: in um, War of the Planet of the Apes? He's great, but not Andy Circus great.
2: <laughs> um, so here's my thing. Can motion capture actors be held on the same level of people that act on the screen? I don't know. Um, overall, do I think Andy Circus is amazing for what he's able to do? Yes. Do I think what he's able to accomplish with Caesar is great? Sure, through what he's doing. I think he's better in Dawn. Um, because I think war is an overall, like, the ending of the story. So that is. But that's the biggest jump for Caesar. Where Caesar goes from the James Franco's pet to the leader of the army and basically get out and stands off and this is he's been through it a lot he's a little older a little weaker doesn't have the same thing so overall 90 i'm kind of happy it stops at 90 because i don't know if i put it in higher at this point those movies i love i don't know if it's the performances is what i love from those movies i think it's the world that it builds speaking of worlds that it builds ryan Gosling in 20 blade runner 2049 i'm on record this is better than the original blake i've said it before and i'll say it again but I think both overall, I understand both people to say if they're boring or if they're bored by it. I understand. But this is one of those movies that the the world it creates is the character. The pieces are just pieces that move through the, the world that we live in. I'm not hooked to anybody or any particular character performance. I just have the people that take me from point A to the finish line at that point. I think he's fine. Do I think he's better than Harrison Ford, like like the main character kind of thing in the first one? It's 50-50. It's closer to me. I think Harrison Ford back then was just firing all cylinders. Um, Gosling's just a really weird performance um, for me. I don't know where I put it. Um, uh, and I think if we're – again, we all had to rank these, I understand, for you saying ninety and eighty nine not the big of a deal, then put it higher. I think Andy is better than Gosling in that. If that's what I was craving, um, and then your last one, who was it? I can't remember. He was Pullman. Who? Who? Again, this movie, you're one a bastard. I'm just gonna say this right now. You're just an asshole because you put the same two movies on the same back to back weeks, but two different performances from two different weeks. I want to I jump off a bridge right now. Um, I get it. I get it from this performance. If you've not seen the movie, the, very, like, the thing that happens at the end makes you go, what? What is it that great of an acting performance? I don't think so. I think the storytelling of the movie makes that character better because like, the flashback that takes place, I think that makes it a lot more interesting. But I don't think overall, like the acting is like breaking, like groundbreaking. It's very short. I honestly think he's awful up until that point. I do not think he's good. So I don't know where we're at on this. Sorry, and again, I will say this again. There, I'm not a big fan of um, Jeff Bridges in The Big Lebowski. But this is the best performance from him since that movie. And he is not so far. Like, you put two other performances. crazy. Yeah. Absolutely nutty. Um,
1: He's free in that movie.
2: <clears throat> that's nuts. Like, and I would almost put Lapita diangelo Oh, well not Lupita D'Angelo. So uh, Cynthia Cynthia I don't know why no. I thought it was. Uh, why you put? I would put her over. So, again, maybe even Dakota. I don't know. Crazy. Um. Okay, Jack, you We lost the game. There were three runners on. You didn't drive one of them in. Um, Coho. Go we're going around the horn again. <laughs>
0: Let's t- gentlemen, let's take a walk. Uh, my number 87 uh, is going to bring up a name that you've heard already tonight. It's my favorite William Holden performance, Sunset Boulevard. Um, His performance at Sunset Boulevard is the first time I've seen William Holden in a movie. So it holds a lot more weight to me. I also just think going through his filmography, this remains my favorite performance that he's given. Um, And I think that's because of his just leading man energy that like slowly gets broken down and devolved into help me. I'm terrified. I'm stuck. Um, and like the way he plays off of the other three, uh, people in the movie with Nancy Olsen and, um, and Butler and obviously glory Swanson. Uh, he, he is, he is the through line of this movie through and through. I hate narration in films. Typically. I think it's done so well here because of Holden's delivery. Um, and I think through and through, this is this is the one that of his career is the one that I will put up there as the best of his work. Um, yeah, I, I love him in Sunset uh, Boulevard.
2: Cody has found something out. I've said this before. I'm a huge fan of a good voiceover, like narration. I just love it. I'm a huge fan if it's done well in a yeah. film. Ah. Oh. You have me in. You save me. Some people are like, oh, show me on screen what happens. Don't tell me. Don't give me that exposition bullshit. Give me the action. I love it. I freaking love it. If it's a good voice actor, it tells me yeah. everything I need to know. We get if to it's the animal, scene. Yeah. Love it. And this movie works. Yeah. What are you laughing about, Bowman?
3: Oh, I thought this was like faded. Throw at me because I once said I didn't like the narration. No, the
2: no, that's no. I, it's oh. just a difference. It's a difference of people, and I I'm just turned out. I, that's something I really enjoy. Um, William Holden in this movie, um, of this movie, there are four great acting performances inside this movie overall. Like there just really is. Um, he is definitely a huge part of this movie. Um,
0: He's the second best performance in the movie.
2: Uh,
3: I mean, well, I guess we I'm, know what other performance Koho has. Do you? Do you? Though, do you? Um, but overall, uh, you know, you have one of them.
2: Uh, but yes, I uh, I think he's great. He dies really well too. Again, I want to create that list about who who dies the best in film. Best Holden Holden does a really good job of dying in film. Um, but the way he's able to kind of be a kind of a scumbag. Oh, yeah. I mean, for being honest, like how he's able to like squeak in, can't get anything on himself. He kind of like coerces both of them to like care for him and like him, and like one becomes like obsessed with him. Um, and I think that's his performance overall. William Holden is one of the best classic actors working like back then, and there's no question about it. Like, but a lot of his movies are in big movies, but overall, if you people don't pay attention to classic movies anymore, so. I love when somebody now finds him and like, oh William Holden, yeah, dude, good. And I, there's still some I haven't seen, and I'm, I'm always excited to go back when he's in a movie from a classic era. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. Like, it's like our level of like Tom Hanks and like uh, those actors that Morgan Freeman were. You're like, sure, he's in it. He took the paycheck. I'll give it a shot. So yeah, Um, everybody else on William Holden in Sunset Boulevard.
3: No this is a good like you say good sleazy performance. Um I he is I I for me the reason like he's not on the list is I think he is so overshadowed by Swanson in this for me like just anytime they are on screen together I'm fixated on on Swanson. But no this is a really good performance. Um and he does have that kind of like you say sleaze and grime on him.
4: Um, yeah no I think this is a very good performance I think that there's one performance in the movie that's better um but I think that he's great in this but I also wouldn't call this his best performance I think that there's one that beats this out
1: Yeah the last time I saw this movie I was in grade 11 in film studies and I remember exactly three things from it the pool the ending and the random monkey I remember nothing else <laughs> What <the fuck>, about <laughs> you and monkeys yeah. You got the yeah. gift of what the f-
3: does that mean you have the gift of getting to watch Sunset Boulevard in high school for a film studies class? Your high school gets a film studies class, and you don't think to take note of the movie? Shame on you! For sure, you, you want you want to talk about a crumb bum scumbum punk.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> bad
3: guy. It's a bad king.
0: Bad guy. listen, Chicago. You gotta, you guys, a scumbag. I <laughs> don't. How you don't
2: remember her eyebrows is literally. Yeah, that's one of the most Like,
1: right? Well,
2: that's, well,
1: that's in the ending, right? Yeah, like, Jack, Jack. She has eyebrows throughout the entire film. Uh, well, I, I thought you were talking about. oh, that's tired. I'm so
2: tired. <laughs> it's gonna be a long night. Yeah.
0: Um, What's your eighty-six? Uh, My 86 is a performance from an actor that I've recently realized I love. um, And I'm like starting to dive more and more into his work. But one of the performances that like made me realize how much I like this guy uh, is first reformed. It's Ethan Hawke. Um, I really like Ethan Hawke as an actor a lot in a way that I didn't realize I I did. Um, But I I think he is phenomenal in this. Um, It's a, this movie is very divisive, love it or hate it, but I think his work in it is undeniably great. Um, that he he's able to go from this like restrained um very haunted uh pastor of a congregation and you see him how his personality and his like life is affected by a death that he witnesses by a mega church that uh he technically works for that he disagrees with his uh the politics of church and uh and actual politics um i think he is fantastic as he navigates through all that down to the ending that like the ending you can love it or hate it. But I think the way he performs it is really well done. I think he's great. Every every beat through this movie absolutely should have been nominated in 2018. Um especially over <laughs> Vigo and Green Book. Um I think Hawk is definitely better than that uh performance. But yeah, I, I love him in this and like uh honestly if I had seen them before uh, I made this list. He probably would have gotten in for maybe even Boyhood or Before Midnight because I think he's great in those as well. But this is this is my Ethan Hawke performance number one of his career so far.
2: Um, that ending.
0: Yikes! That's
2: all I'll say. It's not um, top one hundred
0: movie endings though.
2: What?
0: It's not top one hundred movie endings though.
2: What? I know, but I'm just saying, like that ending is like one of those ah uh, moments. Um i think he's really good i think he's really good in this movie i don't love the movie i love the performance that's kind of sure. what this thing was um i'll probably never watch the movie again um yeah, but his movie. performance is um really good um uh, how he wasn't crazy sorry um so i have no problem with first perform 86 yeah i, I again i Yeah, I won't go back to the movie anytime soon, but if I did, it was to watch his performance. Um,
3: Everybody else on first performance, Ethan Hawke. So,
4: I really like his performance in this movie. Um, I don't love it as much as other people do. I actually think that there's a couple better Ethan Hawke performances. Um, You say Gatigan, I'll kill you just gonna step aside and, uh, God damn it bark sucks I've never seen it on oh, top okay. like
1: I've never seen first reformed yeah
3: I I know I I will pretty much stand by everything co-host said I think in first reformed Ethan just has a really good way in this of just playing a character who feels defeated he feels, especially towards the beginning of the film, this character just feels defeated and how that defeat kind of turns into this righteous anger, I think is really fascinating. I will say on that ending, you can tell this was the same guy who wrote Taxi Driver. 85. My 85...
0: Where are my people in the chat at? I need my Spences and my and my Lucas and Zach chat oh, ragers. Uh, my number eighty-five is Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Cry <laughs> about it. Cry. Why, he deserves to win in that year. No, he didn't. But he was great. No, he yikes. was great. Oh I fuck, Jack.
2: Did you say he didn't deserve to win?
0: I said, I said that he maybe didn't deserve to win, but he's a great win regardless. I said, yikes. So. There's a different performance from 2019. You'll see I have higher that you'll agree with.
3: You'll agree with me. What do you think? Yeah, you'll agree. I know you agree with me on this. I mean, he, what are you talking about?
0: I don't know that year, and he
3: should. I fight.
0: know, but I – whatever. Highlight it in the doc. Go ahead. That's fine. Anyway, my 84 is about to get yikes. It's David Diggs blind Blindspun. Yikes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Take it away, Barr.
4: Uh, so my number 87 I think is probably gonna get yikes. It's Samuel L. Jackson and Pulp Fiction,
3: yikes, yikes,
4: yikes. <laughs> clean sweep of a yikes. All right, little low bar. Go ahead. Well, just wait till you hear what is one spot above it. My number 86 is Will Ferrell in Anchorman. <laughs> so I think that this is a fantastic comedic performance. I think that Will Smith, I mean, that uh, Will Ferrell is a better comedic actor when he's playing the kind of obnoxious self-pompous douchebag um instead of like the 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 man-child performance that he seemed to just have locked himself into recently um and it's just the delivery of some of these lines these lines are so ridiculous that if not delivered with such Earnestness and honesty—they would not land as well as they do. Uh, he he believes literally everything that he's saying, and it's absolutely hilarious. It means a whale's vagina, uh, and <laughs> moments like that are so great. You cannot tell me that any random person could deliver the line. You like go back to your home on Whore Island and have it his ring as effectively. You cannot tell me that anybody could have done that. Um, I think that he's giving a fantastic comedic performance in this. Bark twice a year in Milwaukee.
2: Um, Does Ron (laughs) Burgundy look like a bitch? Um, (laughs) I know there were some reactions. Um, I don't disagree with this. Being on the list. Um of acting performances, of comedic acting performances. This is top tier. Um I it's one of his most quotable. I think I've said uh, have fun on your uh, on Whore Island more times <laughs> than I count. Um a whole wheel of cheese. I'm not even mad, I'm impressed. Um, I'm Ron Burgundy. He's not always the funniest part. The problem with this movie is there's so many pieces around him that work so well. Like, um, th- they feed off their menstrual cycles. Like, now you put the whole station to <laughs> hear that. Like, that stuff really hits for me. But it's like when he walks around and, like, how obscene he is, is like when he puts, like, the, he, he shows, like, the entire newsroom, his, like, Emmy's accepted speech is like, guys, like, playing it again. And then he walks around with a giant boner and he's like, Don't act like you're not impressed. Um, it's the pleats. It's the pleats and the plants. Um, yeah, there are so many great moments. Um, Bill, uh, Brick stabbed the guy with a trinus. Um, Like, he has got so many lines that, and when Paul Rudd does the Sax Panther and goes, Over 60% of the time, every time. That doesn't gotta, make
4: any sense. I got to say, that's like
2: cute <laughs> gasoline. So good. It's like the time that the, uh, <laughs> the raccoon got the copy. Uh, <laughs> love it. I think it's overall one of the funniest performances. It's before he went completely downhill after Step Brothers, so I am fully think this is a great... If you're going to put an acting performance, a comedic acting performance, you have to do one that stands out. And this is definitely one that holds up. Um... I'm excited to hear all the uh, younger children talk about this performance because me and Barr in the right age group when this movie came out you guys caught on a little later in life so what do you guys think?
3: I will say my reaction was not because I don't like this performance. My reaction was purely because of this being above Samuel Jackson is right. an insane, and that's uh, insane but movie. no, Farrell is really good in this movie. He is very funny. If I'm being honest, I prefer Corel to Farrell in this, but I think that's just cause in general, Corel plays more to my comedic sensibilities in everything than Farrell does. I've never been a big will Farrell guy, uh, just in general. He's never really been my bag. uh but he is good in this. he i I think the best moments, though, are not like when he's doing the over the top. Like everyone loves glass case of emotion. That's good. But that's not like this. I think the funniest stuff are when he's just so straight faced about it. That is when he is at his funniest, in my opinion, than when he's really going ridiculous and over the top, like Baxter. Like that's, that's a little too crazy for me. But when he's like, when he's just reading the news, he's actually really funny in
1: my opinion. Yeah, no, I've never seen the full film, uh, but from what I have seen, I prefer uh, Steve Carell. I think he's got some incredibly f- hilarious lines. I stabbed a man in the heart with a trident, or I stabbed a man in a, in the heart. Is such a such such a great uh, line. I, I don't know why, but I love it. I but I, I just yeah, I prefer Steve Carell. Um,
0: I don't love Anchorman as a movie as much as everyone else, but I I can't deny Will Farrell's like a great comedic actor. Uh, I, I like him in just about everything. There's other ones that I like more. I like him as Ricky Bobby more. Um, I like him in Step Brothers more. I'm um, I i have I, I'm part of the Eurovision hive, so I love him in Eurovision a lot also. Um, but, you know, he's great in this. Like, I would take him in this over Eurovision, but I still think, like, I, I think he, I would probably take Ricky Bobby as a performance one, but fair. Anarchy. Don't know what it means, but I love it.
4: Okay, uh, what's your next one? So my next pick is the person who I personally think should have won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor that year, and that would be Joe Pesci in The Irishman. Oh. Now I know what everyone's going to say. You're going to say, "I'll say that Al Pacino was the better performance," and he's fantastic in this movie.
3: How would he win?
4: I think that Joe Pesci is a little bit better. Now, oh uh, Wait, <laughs> what? Wait. Okay. What? Uh, sorry, finish, and I'll talk about it. Okay. Um, someone, <laughs> one of my acting teachers once pointed out that sometimes scary performances don't always have to be, like, loud and big and shouty, but sometimes they're, like, the really quiet one that are, like, so sure of themselves that they know what's going to happen. And it's really terrifying because you believe what they're saying. And that's Pesci in this performance. He's utterly terrifying whenever he's, whenever he's like pretty much telling you that something's gonna happen because you know it's about to happen. And there's this sense of power that he carries in just the way that he speaks. And it's just an understated, nuanced performance that I think gets a little overshadowed but I think that he's doing a fantastic job with, uh, with this performance.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so it's tough for me. Um, it's basically like picking between three children like in this movie for me, um, I've been on record. This movie actually went into my top 10 um, of uh, movies. As it sits, um, I'm in love with this movie. I think this movie is absolutely incredible. Pesci, I think what makes Pesci stand out is because Pesci is not playing a normal Pesci performance anymore. He's taken his side character to the loud, boisterous one to being the most calm one in the entire movie and delivering the news where it needs to happen. Where the other one, every other movie he's ever played, the loud boisterous shoots you doesn't ask questions does what he wants and this one he's very deliberate he's very knows what he wants the scene in the the club where he looks at De Niro and goes sometimes it is what it is and and he literally looks at him and goes it is what it is it is what it is and basically that note um is incredible to me um I do believe there is a performance in this movie that is better. But overall, I understand if this is one, because this is, I think this is one of, I think this is the hardest Pacino has ever had to act. Because I think you can arguably say, Goodfellas, um, my cousin Vinny and uh, Casino come naturally to who Joe Pesci is. And this one is completely out of the box for him. So I stand by it. Um, Just like I love the little moments when he's around De Niro's daughter. And like he's just trying to be nice. But she doesn't feel comfortable because she knows something's up. And he's like, it's all right. It's all right. Like, I get it. Like he knows how it is to be that character that not everybody's going to like. So yeah, it's kind of screwing weird that he's the boss, basically, in the Suvi, where he had to be, he's always the side character. So, I don't hate it. I, overall, I know what everybody else is going to say, and I understand that performance, too. But if it shows up, I don't want to talk about it. Um, everybody else uh, on Pesci and the Irishman.
0: So, the reason why I was laughing, Bar, is because when you set it up, you go, look, there is, I get it, the other performance is better. It is better. And then 30 seconds later, you go, but Pesci's better. Like it was for me. It was like you said that Pacino was better. Then you went right back to Pesci was better. Anyway, did like, I say he fun. was better? I
4: thought I said yes. he was great. No, you said he was
0: better. Oh, um, I meant to, I say to say he bad. was.
4: Uh, yeah, I thought he, I meant to say he was fantastic. But Pesci Fair. Is better.
0: I, I just had a laugh. But no, Pesci is great in this. Um, I I think he's my least favorite of the three main performances, but I still think he's like that's like saying he's like my least favorite of like the three, like like of the, you know, my fingers. Like he's fucking great. Like they're all important in great parts of the movie. So um I think he's great. I prefer the other two. Uh I can't regards the pick. Uh, but yeah. I yeah. Definitely wouldn't have picked him in that year to win. Pesci's my...
1: Yeah, Pesci is definitely my third favorite performance in this film. I think he's great, but I think the other two were just better. Yeah, no, I, I like Pesci.
3: I get what you're saying. It's a very subtle, kind of scary, and I agree with that. At the same time, I don't think he quite has enough for me to latch on to, but I get it. It's a good, it, it is a, it's a nomination worthy performance, not a win worthy performance, in my opinion. Pesci, Pacino, De Niro. Pacino, Pesci, De Niro, and Jack and I are and Pacino, De Niro, De Niro. Pesci. Yeah.
2: I, I think, I if you want my honest, and I'm the only correct person that can say this. I think, I think it's Pacino, Pesci, De Niro. Fair.
0: I also just really that, was my that De Niro was not. Yeah, I
2: think De, I think De Niro's the most subdued De Niro he's ever been. Ever sure,
0: which is history. which is for me in 2019, a refreshing thing coming off of things like you know Dirty Grandpa. So.
2: Man, God, if he would have just got his cock out in this movie, it would have be been a lot better. Um, okay. Um, what's, your, what's your next one?
4: My number 84 is Bob Hoskins in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. Um, so, what Hoskins has to do acting-wise in this film is kind of incredible. Um... He literally has to act opposite of nothing throughout like 80% of this film. Uh, and to be able to do that and do it with like this real raw intensity and have it be believable that he's like acting opposite of an actual another being when he's not, it's really, really incredible to watch. Um and he's just got a lot of great moments, uh, the, the scene where he's talking about how his brother died, um, the scene where he's, like, uh, going up against Doom. It's just a really, really great performance for somebody who's had to go up against almost nothing.
2: Did you say he goes up against Doom? Doom? Yeah, he goes up against Doom. Oh, so he's not acting against just nothing. Well, I said 80% of the movie. Yeah, there's other people. That's crazy how you said that. Um, I said
4: 80% of the movie!
2: Okay, I'm just going to throw this out there. I hate that argument. I absolutely despise that argument that when they, they get the role and they have to just act up against something and they have to act like something's there. They're fucking called actors. That's a, you know, yeah. And not everyone
4: can do that.
2: Well, guess what? What does he do that's groundbreaking in this performance? Act angry and fat. That's what he does his entire, like end of his career. If you want to talk about a performance overall, um, Hold your ears, Bowman. I don't want to make you cry or make you pissed off, but um, doesn't he play in Hook?
3: Why, why would that make me? I don't happen. know because you hate Hook. I don't you know, fact, I'm not the, was, the person who hates <laughs> Hook. I'm not I the was, one.
2: Oh, sorry.
3: I think like, chant. hates Hook. I don't want hates Hook. Oh, Who's sorry. Man, I you,
2: hate you, Hook. You Kingsmen run together. I'm, my apologies. That's right. You're the same person. My apologies to the court. All I'm saying is, what? he plays fat and angry in this movie and grumpy. Who gives a shit? I don't think it's groundbreaking. I don't think it's great. I think it's kind of just one note. He is uh, overall a better acting performance than hook. This movie overall, I know we're not doing the movie. The movie sucks. Let's just be real. It's overhyped. It's not cool. Yes, they bring a bunch of Looney Tune characters onto the screen. Let's have all fun. Who gives a shit? Um, yeah, I think that's a tip. Ter- you put Joe Pesci under this? How dare? How dare you? How dare you stand where he stood?
3: Oh, <laughs> I,
4: well, I stand by it.
2: Well, well, yeah, because Pesci had to act like in front of De Niro and uh, Bob.
0: Technically had to act in front of, of nothing, be also because there's dots all over his face. There you go. Green screen on his face. You
2: bitch. Okay. <laughs> Everybody else on Bob Hoskins I'll hear you guys talk about
0: hungry I, I really like Who Framed Roger Rabbit I really like Hoskins in Who Framed Roger Rabbit But I wouldn't consider anyone from this in my top 100 This would be the closest thing to a consideration pick for me Because um, I do like him as a hard-boiled detective But yeah No one from this movie really crossed my mind For
3: this list, even though I love it So I've never
1: I, seen a movie
3: Jack, what have you seen? <laughs> I think we need to give credit Where credit is due <laughs> Shut up. No, Jason Lee was able to make me believe that Alvin, (laughs) Simon, and Theodore were (laughs) really emotional, damn it. Killed me.
1: He was able to make me believe
3: that those three chipmunks were really there. I think that should be on Barstap 100. Can I replace this with Jason Lee? Fuck I'm just no. gonna. I'm
2: gonna also say this. Bob Hoskins plays a racist in heart condition, and then uh, gets followed by the ghost of Denzel Washington the whole time. And at the end of the movie, he stays racist. He gets oh, like, the heart of Denzel wait. Washington
3: put in him, and he's still what? racist. That yep, that's yeah, a movie. Next thing on Bob Hoskins, I will say, I I think when you look at it in the context of like kind of this play on like the Bogart era noir. I kind of like it when you look at it from that perspective, but I don't think it's a top 100 worthy performance. <laughs> I'm suicidal right now. Okay.
2: Both. I will be- I'm going to be hanging
3: from the bathroom. <laughs> okay. My 87 is Charles Lawton in witness for the prosecution. Yikes. Okay. My 86 is Claude Rains in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington.
0: Great
3: choice. Uh, yeah, just this fantastic performance of this person who has, who is corrupt and has let corruption blind the person who they used to be. And normally we see that performance in kind of this wholesale. But I think it's really fascinating to see that performance from the starting point for from the end point. And as you kind of see those layers pull back and we get those hints of that person that Reigns used to be, I think is such a really interesting take on it. And I, I just love the scenes where he's talking to Jefferson Smith and kind of partially being seductive, but also partially just looking out for the kid. And I think that, Kind of dissonance is really fascinating, um, and ultimately his outburst tor- towards the end is so powerful. I, I love this performance. I think Claude Grains Gra- is one of those great classic character actors, and he's phenomenal in this. Uh,
2: I won't. I know this isn't about the movie, but the fact that this movie isn't walking around with the best picture um, overall is still.
3: Insanity or best actor that Robert Donat in Goodbye, Mr. Chips beat that guy. Yeah, yeah. If I
2: did my overall best actor ranking on what it beat, (laughs) it would be a way different list. I may do that with Bowman after he's done watching them, where we compare it to the movies that it lost to and see where it would actually rank on that of how big a travesty that is. Um, no, like, yeah. So, I just rewatched this movie. Um, I watched it last night. Um, I forgot how fucking good this movie really is. Oh, yeah. And I also forgot how good Claude Reigns is in this movie. Like, I'm not saying everybody had to have him because I, I, I know how one person on this panel feels about this movie um, But, um, and the performance in it. But, yeah, what a great choice. If you're going to put something in the lower 80, well, like, I'm not saying you had to build your list this way, but like these are like performances that are like building blocks towards your overall list. And mm-hmm. I think like Claude Reigns and Mr. Smith Ghost of Washington is one of those like special like puts there. Like, yeah, is it overall like as flashy as some performances? No. But if you actually watch this movie and see his like basically double character, he basically plays in this movie, it stands out way higher. So no problem great choice um excited to see if anything else comes from mr Smith goes to Washington but oh, what I will say is one of the movies that needs to be it should have been the best picture oh yeah uh, if you had to put yeah, best movie. You, if you had to put overall movies from the 30s this would be like easily one of the top like
3: movies my favorite movie. my favorite yeah Same. Same.
2: Same. um everybody else on uh, Claude rains and mr Smith goes to Washington
4: so, I, I, oh, go ahead, Bar. Sorry, thank you. Uh, so, I think Claude Rains is giving a great performance in this movie. Um, I think the only reason he's not on my list is because I think he's my third favorite performance in
1: that movie, but he's still fantastic in it.
0: Go um, ahead, yeah, Jack. You go first.
1: Uh, I think he's really great in this film. I think Jimmy Stewart is better. Uh, yeah, sure. We'll pick but- though.
0: Okay. Anyway, um, I love this movie, and legitimately, this is one of like four or five performances that like were right under one hundred that were on at one point and then kept falling off. I think he's great. I will never get over the point, the part of the movie where he comes in and he says, "I'm not fit to be a senator. I'm not fit to live." Um, and the whole it's a crime. It's not just a crime against the crime against the people. Uh, against the people I represent, and I committed it. Like, I think that ending bit is just so strong. I think he's so good. I honestly I should have it. It's one of those things where I hear it and I'm like, fuck, why didn't I put that at like ninety nine? I love him in this movie. I love this movie and we'll get to it like again again eventually, I'm sure, because I'm sure he fucking has it, but it's great.
2: Um, no, and what I will say is, um, if anything, if the politicians in Washington needed to watch a movie, they need to <laughs> watch Washington. It should be number one you should the be required if to get all... it. If you, you join any of those houses, or the, 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 the you need to sit down and watch Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, so you don't create the same problems that they try to yeah. solve. Um, all right, what's your next one?
3: All right, my next one is my number eighty-five. S- it is Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, I think Uma Thurman as Mia Wallace, she's kind of doing this combination. You can tell, obviously, Tarantino loves films of the 40s and 50s, right? And Uma Thurman's kind of doing this weird combination of, like, a 30s, 40s screwball performance and a 40s, 50s noir performance. Like, it's the combination of, like, screwball romantic lead while also, like, femme fatale. And I think that's a really fascinating combination into one person. And I think Uma Thurman just I, I like I love all of the scenes with her and Travolta and Jack Rabbit Slims, just when they're just having this conversation, because ultimately, yes, are they talk they're talking about milkshakes, they're talking about, you know, TV shows, they're talking about things that don't really matter, but that undercurrent of where this conversation could ultimately lead and the danger behind that is all driven by Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman is who really sets the tension in those scenes and keeps those scenes really story-focused rather than just being some interesting dialogue that Tarantino threw on there. I think you really need Thurman's performance where she's both very charming but there is that sense of danger behind all that and i think it's a phenomenal performance
2: i was sitting there the entire time thinking like do i agree with that statement um Hmm. i love this move um I love this movie probably less after the Oscars. Um, <laughs> no offense, I hated that bit at the Oscars. It was one of my least favorite things. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. But I think the more you said that,
0: like the more
2: I kind of agree.
0: What? For the when the the, the number that it was to was like their thirty fourth or thirty second. It was a weird number. It was like what like twenty eighth or something. Yeah, it was like not even a whole number. It was weird, or a, like a odd number.
2: Yeah. So overall. Not in, I think I agree with you with the performance. Um, it's just hard because that movie is full of performances. Like, so for her to be one of the list, plus I like her in other movies too, so we'll see if they rank in there. But yeah, no, nope, no real problem. Everybody else on Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction,
4: uh, it's pretty much the same thing with the last pick. I think she's great, I think that there's just like a handful of other better performances from that movie.
0: Um, I literally submitted a version of this list with her on it in the '90s range. Um, she was on it
1: at one point. She fell off at another point. She's great. I love her. In this I, I don't know if I ever sent in uh, a version of this list with her on it, but she was on it for a little bit for me in the hundred to ninety-one range.
2: I probably never got it.
1: Get <laughs> fucked, you Canadian bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but what's your uh, bar? Did you say anything? Yeah, you did. Yeah, um, he did.
0: You said some disrespectful
3: shit. That's
2: that's bar for you. Um, <laughs> Fuck off.
3: Cover. What's your next one, Bo? My eighty-four is Ruth Gordon and Harold and Maude.
0: Okay.
3: My hey. uh, yeah, this is.
0: Sorry, I don't have an opinion. I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> I don't know what, what You're
3: gonna take the first shot. You've taken like that wasn't supposed to be a shot. I
0: literally. <laughs> I was talking to myself about where we were in the list. I didn't mean the word K to come out. It sounded like it was about Harold Mod. I haven't seen Harold Mod. I don't have an opinion. Go ahead.
3: (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Ruth Gordon and and Harold Mod. just talk about a performance with so much life in it. In a movie with a character who is so fixated on death – Ruth Gordon just brings so much life to this movie as Maude. She is just a delight in every scene, sometimes being a bit of a bulldozer, just coming in and taking everything out, sometimes being a case of comfort, just being just this absolutely delightful human being. And I I think there's, it's just such a completely human and lovable performance. She is so good in this movie. Um, And I I feel like a lesser actress would have gone way too over the top with it and just make her big and loud and ridiculous. But there is a sense of dignity to this character. She clearly does have a sense of class, but there's also this good sense of humor underneath it too. I think it's a fantastic performance.
2: Yeah, so this movie is a... An interesting movie, but her performance is what makes the movie for me. Um, I, I think um, Harold is also good, but I think what she is able to be that contrast. By the way, anybody else see Koho right now? He looks as pale as a ghost. Like, that is so bright. Oh, i sorry.
0: Oh, sorry. It's because I was on the other time.
2: Yeah, you were just blinding everybody. Just checking
4: man. I didn't notice anything different.
2: Yeah yeah but great choice honestly again you're kind of building if we're at this bottom half is anything like like kind of like a list builder you're building those fun characters at the bottom to save room for heavy hitters later so that's kind of kind of a great choice um and gets people talking um i just still love the ruth gordon and Harold a okay and then i understand. just up uh, uh, everybody else on Ruth Gordon and Harold and Mod. Has anybody seen Harold Mod? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, cool. I knew that. I had a feeling for that. Uh, I would definitely check it out. I think it was on Amazon Prime last time I checked. Um, and by the way, I don't make many rules in the show, uh, but if Spence could not say kink in the chat anymore, I would appreciate
0: it. Oh, um, oh sorry, Spence. My finger slipped. Oh, clear. Uh, all right, Jack.
3: Oh, uh, boy. Are your,
2: are your palms sweaty? How, How, did did you get through? How did they get through?
3: All uh, right.
1: It's,
2: it's right before, I think.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, I can't it. Okay. One. This one's getting yikesed, I hope. Uh, Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting.
0: Yikes. Fuck yikes. you. Good. Yikes.
1: Yeah. Ah, I never know. What knew. number? Yikes. Sorry. This is 87. Fuck you. Yikes. 86 Toshiro Mufini for Yojimbo How would you say that name? I don't know Wait, I just said how, how, Kirk... I, I, I how Kirk says it on YLS Toshiro Mufini? Mufune. Mufune. Mufune Well, Mufune. I don't know Toshiro Mufune, okay Anyway Yeah, you're great Anyway, no, uh, this this is just a really really fun performance uh, I Kirk, I hope you're here because I could use some uh, some goodwill uh, if if you're ever hosting uh, a, a YLS episode that I happen to be on. But to sure Mafune is fantastic in this. He's uh, a really fun performance of someone pulling uh, pulling all all the strings, uh, playing both sides of uh, this almost like civil war. Uh, civil war this town is uh is in and it's just so much fun to watch when uh when he's sitting uh like on top of the building watching as both families uh like try to uh try to fight each other but they're both too uh too scared to make the first move that scene's just fantastic uh they're such a fun performance uh throughout the film and yeah it's it's my first uh My first uh, Akira Kurosawa film, and I also saw him film studies, and it was great. It was a great time. Uh, So, yeah, great performance.
2: So, this is a movie I've seen. I've seen it. I saw it in 2020. The movie I always confuse it with, which makes a lot of sense, which I can't be held responsible for,
1: Sanjuro.
3: So and you're, you're, the sequel to you, Jimmy.
2: sequel to this one. So that made a lot of sense in my head because I knew I'd never seen that one, but I've seen this one. I re watched it, and halfway through the film, I was just like, I've watched this movie. Like, I want, I've seen a lot of clips from it, but I've watched it. I went back, I saw I logged, and I was like, what is happening to my brain? <laughs> um, I think it was a great performance. Again, um, this may sound terrible, but. Ah, uh, name that for a field. But what kind <laughs> of film? Gotta be specific. Um, blue. I, my thing is, um, it ranks really. It ranks really high in the in the realms of foreign films for me, and that's the best way I can put it. Um, I don't put them in like a subcategory. I'm not saying one can't rise to the. End. But I have the attention span of a newt. I really just do. I can't really just my mind wanders. So I think it's a really good performance. I understand why Kirk loves it. Um, I'm excited to watch Seven Samurai, but I'm also very nervous to watch Seven Samurai uh, because I know he's a great director. It's just super hard for me. Um, And I don't want to watch these movies and like give them bad judgments because I'm a a piece of shit, basically. (laughs) My brain doesn't work the way I want it to work. Uh, But yeah, great overall performance. I really do love the scene where he's hiding up in the top, and everybody is like this, and he's such like a badass, but he just like is able to just like take out everybody. It's kind of sweet to watch, um, and I can see a lot of movies that got inspired from this movie for sure. Um, everybody else on this, I know one person for sure has seen it. Um, have Not me? Have Not you me. seen it, Cole?
3: All right, Boat. All right. Uh, so, for one, uh, this performance is really good. This is a great performance. Um I I think I loved the character and story so much. I almost forget like how good Mafuni is at portraying that. And that's why I didn't I, I honestly feel bad I didn't even think about this. Uh but Mafuni is one of those actors I'm slowly realizing is becoming one of my favorites and I really feel bad I don't have him uh, on this list. I watched Seven Samurai a little bit too late. I like watched it like a week or two ago. Um, That was after I'd already sent in multiple revised lists and we were close to the show. But for the record, Mufune in Seven Samurai would have been on my list had I seen it sooner. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, Yeah, my number 85 is Rachel, Rachel Ziegler in West Side Story.
3: Is Spence unmuted yet? Because we should mute them again.
4: <laughs>
0: Why? Oh. oh no no no! They will burn the world to the ground if Zegler is not like praised right now. That to Spence Zegler is God incarnate in human. Spence,
3: Spence is honestly like a stand for Ziegler in like the worst way possible. It's they
4: like, add a couple S's to that stand, like S. yeah. Damn.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a lot.
4: Exhibit A, Your Honor.
0: There it is.
1: Thank you, Spence. And yeah. mute.
2: No. No, I'll leave them alone. long okay. they say kinky, I'm fine.
1: <laughs> okay. This uh, this performance is just so great. Like, uh, like it's one thing to for someone to remake a, a classic film that's highly regarded. But it's another thing for. an actor in it to top the original performance. And I think Rachel Ziegler tops Natalie Wood for me uh, in this. And it's, it's not really, not really that close. I think she's phenomenal. I think I feel pretty uh, that that song is just so good in this. Uh, Placement doesn't matter for this list. Uh, Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck off. No, 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 no. I was talking about the song placement in the film. Of I feel pretty being right after the big thing. That no, doesn't yeah. matter for this no. list. Kirk,
2: um, where have you been? I needed you back. Thank you. That's <laughs> God. <And Scott. laughs> That's true.
1: Uh yeah, no, uh, I think she's in- incredible throughout this entire film. I think uh yeah, no, uh, she's my personal favorite. I I will admit there are Better performance, through, but this is a favorites list, and I think she's my favorite, without question. What? Hold on.
2: Okay, I'm not finding the other person on the list. Is that am I correct, Koho? Is there no
0: uh this yes, yes, I believe this is his only West Side story pick.
3: Oh,
0: that, oh, what what? Saying, oh that's insanity. From this from West Side story from this period, time, right? No, period. From either movie? Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is his only West Side Story, period. Oh, Jack, you better strap in. Yeah, no, this is definitely his only West Side Story pick.
2: Well, Bard, you have to give him credit. I may steal I may have steal Scott Harvey's, but she's acting against nothing. Does that make her better?
4: <laughs> she's acting against one nothing. It's not all nothings. So here's my thing. <laughs> if she was acting against a
3: chipmunk, creepy better. <laughs> Oh my never. So I'm gonna
2: rewatch With this the film. Point. So I'm if gonna rewatch know. this film. Um, because I am in the oh opinion. Oh my god! Spence. I'm in the opinion. Adelaide Spence. Okay, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Let me let me get my thoughts up. Okay. I'm in the opinion that I feel like this movie can and is probably better than the original. Best sure. Now, by saying that, just because they're able to build on the world, they're able to make it a little bit more authentic. I think the world's a little bit better. Uh, do I think she's better than Natalie Wood? Yes. For the simple fact is she's singing, she's actually doing the work in this film. Clearly, and Natalie she, Wood. And she's actually... Latino, yeah. Well, I don't. You know, well,
0: yeah. I mean, that's, I can't stop. Woods and Brownface. I, I can't.
2: I can't help the original producers for being racist. I can't. Sure. Shoot, I can't change. No. That. Sure.
0: I'm. Yeah. I, I'm with you, but I'm just. saying.
2: I act in the world the box that they are created in. This world. I'm not going to penalize somebody for getting a role. Sure. My thing is because then I have to penalize most of the cast. Um. that's, back true. that's actually uh, true. Yeah, mm-hmm. but overall. I don't think she's the best part of this movie by any means. I think she's good. I think she's in the top picks. But the fact that Debose isn't on your list, or any other West Side Story, because I think there are better acting performances in the original West Side yeah. Story, is crazy talk to me. Um, so, yeah, I think... And... Can we just take a paw? Like, I'm not trying to, like, run you over with the fucking, like, uh, street sweeper or snowpaw. But what was your 86?
0: Yojimbo. Yojimbo. His 87 was Robert Williamson. Good morning. And what
2: was your 87? Like, we are talking about performances that have have won older than probably her. Well, especially because they're older than her as an actress, and two, this movie just came out of the press. You, I understand. I'm not. A, I'm not one to say recency bias because I hate that. Because if I didn't watch The Godfather in '72 when I first sat down, like, so I don't believe in that. Because I believe if you can love a film whenever you love a film, it doesn't matter if you've seen if it's on if it stands out to you and you love it the way you love it. You love it like that's fine. But to say that this has already beat performances—that's nutty to me. I don't like, as somebody that holds the first one in really high regard too, because I love the first side story. No, I, that was a, that was a, the point. That was a reference point. I'm just saying that's what I was, it was like. She's. I just. That's crazy to me, especially of all the West Side Story picks. This is the, yep. the only one that would you probably get shot faster for is putting Ansel in there. Like, that's the that's the quickest way to die. This yes. one, she's Yeah. And she got to be brought to the Oscars because she bitched on social media. Like, that's fair. Um, well, me, uh, sorry. You whined about it. And you got it. Cool. Like, that's how you get it. Um, I mean, that's true.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's so true. Everybody else in Ziggler, I'm trying, I'm not saying she's bad. I, my overall thing is she's not top 100 by she's not too top, probably 250.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's my take. I agree with that. Um, so the remake of West Side Story on his second watch is a lot closer to the original than I originally made it out to be. I will always walk that statement back. I will always say Ziggler is definitely better than Natalie Wood. I think her performance is better. But let's not go to crazy banana town here, okay? She's good. Like, she's good. Um, top 100 over both Anita's and, honestly, Mike Feist is insanity. And both and both George Chacres and David Alvarez. Like, it's kind of nuts that there's, like, there are so many performances between both movies. You could pick either Rita Moreno performance and you went with Rachel Zegler. Like, I guess, I think she's good. But and she's the best Maria. But like, one hundred of all time nuts. She's not top ten West Side Story performances. Okay.
3: Like, that's between, the,
0: that's between the two movies. Maybe she might
2: be number. I eight mean, eight. if you're being honest with you, for Tony and Maria to not be the standout in in this film is kind of crazy. That they are both like outshined by everybody around them, yeah. which is nutty to me.
3: Oh uh, yeah, uh, to. Ziegler in this is no, she's good, she is good. Uh, she's a fantastic Maria, I think, but it, again, Maria, oh, are, not as much,
2: yeah, Ziegler, yes, was, I would, I don't I would think not as up much, there but to be point. On him at 80, I, at 85 over Goodwill Hunting, yes, I have well, a huge yeah, problem. Yeah.
3: Mm.
2: no, it, 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 hold on before you start, sorry, but it's not about if Debose is here or anybody is here. I'm saying when you build overall list, you have to build these and rank these as you want. Yeah. It's how the show works. And I have no problem with if, like, for example, Troy Kotzer was at 100 on Coho's list. If Coho had two performances that are super well-known and regarded, and then you put Troy Kotzer at 85, He's getting crucified in this moment as well. Yeah. If you put Rachel Ziegler at a hundred, we have a less argument. Right We're like, oh, you should one hundred. You want to pray something for this year? But no, you said Goodwill Hunting <laughs> Rachel Ziegler here. Fuck Here's off. the
1: thing. Here's the thing, Cody. I haven't. I, I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting in as recently well, sure as. You seen it recent enough for it to make your list? I think I that,
3: never
2: put a shotgun to your head and said you be on the show. I never said you did. did. Welcome <laughs> to hell. Welcome to hell. <laughs> well um,
3: so yeah, this is. I do like this performance. For the record, I do think it's a a really good performance as Maria. I think my biggest problem is Maria is maybe one of if not the least interesting character in West Side Story. Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry. Like, it's a really good performance of a character I've never been the biggest fan of. I will take Bernardo and Nita and Riff over the leads any day.
2: But that's that's with most of these films, if you think about it. Like, all the standouts, like those, the middle stories, the side characters are just... She's the plot device that moves the story forward. Yes. It's those side characters that stand out. It's, what is, it's like when people when – people, like, this is a bad example, but what I always say is like when Beauty and the Beast, when people put Belle as like one of the top, I'm like Belle's the catalyst for every great performance around that. She's got great singing points, but she's a catalyst for like every great side character in Disney history. Almost. I like just Bell
3: slander a little well, bit. Well, get where you're coming from. I love Belle, but I'm, I'm being the Beast. – You're stupid.
0: That's fine. Um, I love a Cody at the beginning that was like, this is a bad example because Belle's good, but there's Belle. And then Bob was like, well, fuck you for Belle. And Cody's like, no, fuck you. She sucks. <laughs> that was
4: fucking great. That was an arc. That was a, that was a
0: character yeah. arc right there.
4: <laughs> so Zegler is good. I think that she is better than Wood, even though I think Wood doesn't get the credit she deserves for that performance. Um, but Debose, Feist, Shakiris, Tamblin, and Moreno, no, like, no. are all better in both movies. So, fuck off.
2: I'm going to do. I, this is going to happen sometime soon. There'll be a link There'll be a link sent out. We're going to watch Double back to back West Side
0: Stories on the same night. And let's
2: go. Just
0: figure it out. I'm in. Just figure it out. I'm so curious to watch. Compare everything. Make a list. Which elements of each, which which version of the numbers better? We're gonna make a definitive list. Because if you would have told me
2: in the beginning of last year that says West Side Story, and I said it's never gonna come close to the original, and now I'm not sitting that side, so I feel
0: it has to happen at some point for me.
2: Mike will also be there for you know unbiased judgment. (laughs) Um.
0: Uh, <laughs> Mike will be there and Nazario will be there, but Nazario won't give a fuck. <laughs> Why are we watching the second movie the same? What? We'll I, I want Nazario to be there. I want Nazario and Jim to be there so they can just be the grumpy old men bitching that we're doing it.
1: Tell me. <laughs> so uh, it's realistic? So he has to do
0: an eight hour commute from work, Cody. Jake,
2: uh, uh, Jack, tell me what um, just lost to Rachel Ziegler.
1: What just beat Rachel Ziegler? Well, yeah, what beat Rachel Ziggler? Was. Uh, Jason Isaacs in Mass. Cody, now, you have to backtrack pretty hard now. <laughs> Not really. Here's the thing. This performance is fantastic. I, I love Anne Dowd as well, but uh, I wanted to I wanted to talk about Jason Isaacs because he's my favorite performance in this film. I think he uh, was robbed of an Oscar nomination. The the this is this is a this is a very hard uh, story to tell, and that's why I love this performance. Is because uh, that's what, part of the reason why I love this performance is because Jason Isaacs just goes all in uh, with this performance. He uh, he is a hundred percent. Like you uh, you wouldn't uh, like ah, words. He's. The scene where he's, the scene where he is talking about, uh, the, the time, uh, that every, the different times that everything happened that day breaks me. Like, uh, uh, it completely broke me the first time I saw this film. And, uh, I've seen that scene, uh, again, a couple times since then, but his performance in that is so, so heartbreaking. And the, uh... And there's little mannerisms about him i I don't know what it is little mannerisms the way he talks about certain things reminds me a hundred percent of my dad and to kind of imagine and to kind of make that comparison it uh makes it hit just a little bit harder for me uh but like he's fantastic in this film he was absolutely robbed of an oscar nomination i love I love Troy Kotser, uh, and I'm glad he won. But I, I, if it was Troy Kotzer versus Jason Isaacs, I don't know who I'd pick. Here we go. No, I
2: I, I don't think that's an outlandish statement. I 100%. Thank like, you. I think Kotzer got a lot of steam from, like, what a heartwarming story overall. But if I had to put performance versus performance, I think that Isaacs is... Doing way more heavy lifting. Um, and I and the reason why I can say that with whole heart, I didn't watch it on two times speed. I ain't either, um, you son of a bitch. I don't believe a fucking word you said anymore. Um, it was the time before I called you out, and anything lower than three and a half or lower, I, it's two and a half speed for you. Um, but, anyways, okay. wow. this movie is hard for me to pick a performance. Because do I agree that Isaacs is probably the standout? Maybe. Because I think Anne Dowd is really great on the other side of it. And the people that don't like, um, I can't think of the other guy in that movie.
3: Oh, I don't know the other guy's name. It's like, like Reed or something. something, right? Reed is something. It? Okay. Again, he's the lower tier. But there's a perform- There's a
2: scene in that movie where he's basically talking that there will be 12. There will be 12 uh, candlelight vigils. So there will be 12. And Reed burning not. There will not be a 13th, but there will be a 13th with me, killed me. I love when Isaac's sitting there because the the movie is so hard to watch. It's kind of crazy. I kind of want to rewatch it. Ah, I want to be emotionally ripped apart again. But when Isaac's sitting across from him and they're like trying to feed out like how this conversation is going to go because they don't want to become up like accusing them, they don't want to have this like confrontation – and then when he basically looks at him and goes, "Just tell us something, something that made you worry, something that you stood out. Tell us that. Can you tell us that?" And you see like the veins in his face pop out. Crazy. The fact that this didn't get a nom- that didn't get nominated, I'm kind of like, they can't make me kiss my ass. Basically, at that point, I just mm-hmm. think if you're talking about acting performances, they have nothing to do. Besides being a room together and talk about this uncomfortable event, and they do it, one they get your attention for the entire movie, but also rip your heart out at the exact same time. Mass Mass was in my top five of last year. Um, performances all across the board because honestly, I love all four performances in this movie. I even love the lady that like gives him the room, and she's just like, I don't know how to talk, deal with this because like. Mm-hmm. We could yeah. tell them to be quiet, like it was just crazy, like the feeling. So um, a little high overall, but that, I think that's gonna be the theme theme of your list. Um
3: yeah.
2: everybody on Isaacson and Mass. Haven't Bar, have it. you seen this? I didn't think I, so. I want to just have so, it. So I'm... one person seen it in full and the other seen whole
0: bunch of that's so, uh, do you want to go push I need Sto- it to be, like, on the record that I did not watch this on two times speed. Um, okay, three times speed. I, fuck you. That's not a thing, you old shit. Um, one and a half? I know. I literally won. On my TV, one speed. Negative five. Fuck you. Um, I, I like Isaacs and Dowd the best. Those are the two for me that I think they're the two best. I like Dowd more than Isaacs, but I think Isaacs is great. He has my favorite line. When they're bringing them into the room, it's the it's the target Jesus watching. Great, <laughs> I love I love that. This is remarkable. for you. Um, I like the way that he's the level headed one when they start. Um, where he's like on the way the conversation builds and then how he gets to have his moments. I think he's very good. I would not put him on the top one hundred yet. I get it. Um, it's the same thing with Zegler. I think Isaac's is better than Zegler. <laughs> uh, but I think that I wouldn't put either on the top one hundred quite yet for me but then again I'm me and I'm there I put 2021 on mine as well so like
2: but does he ever look at the look at anybody in the room never mind that's a like never mind oh definitely not saying that Wait, what? Uh... are
0: you gonna cancel us before my goodness are you do
2: yeah I'll tell you Cole after yeah tell me I'll... later
0: like, I was gonna, I was gonna quote the patriot. Oh, oh, man. oh, oh! oh, oh
1: sh- <laughs> I'm oh, afraid. Jack, I know exactly <laughs> what line <laughs> that was. Put it shit. in the private chat. I need to see this. No.
3: <laughs>
1: oh. Emotional. Damn it. I can't
3: believe I.
2: I'm glowing. I, I. can't that,
3: believe you yeah. almost said that out loud. Tell me.
0: <laughs> nope. Boatman, no.
2: <laughs> it's
0: time to stop. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Uh, me. My eighty-three definitely not talking about it yet. Uh, my eighty-three is Peter Finch and Network. He yikes. Yep. What? Okay. what are you cupping?
4: <laughs> what? Uh. Oh, my. <laughs> My 83 is Marsha Mason and Only When I Laugh. Oh! (laughs) Okay. Um, Good luck, brother. So... What the fuck? Okay, so I think that Marsha Mason is giving a absolutely fantastic performance in this film. Um, So when when I watch movies with people struggling with any kind of addiction at all, um, I think this is one of the best performances when it comes to that. Cause you can just feel the the stress that she's feeling, just like having to deal with a lot of pressure and balancing that with an addiction to alcohol, um, that she just left rehab for, um, and I think that she's doing this wonderful job of balancing that without going over the top uh, in this performance, um, especially the scene where she ends up taking another drink. Um, it, it's it's really subtle the first time I watched it. I was like, I didn't even recognize that she had that in her hand. Um, and it's the same way with everyone else. And it's just like a great moment. Um, and I think that it's just a great, balanced performance. Um, that yeah, I love. I, I think this performance is fantastic.
2: I don't know. I watched this movie. I thought Spence gave it to me for, like, a Secret Santa. Um, I was bored to tears in this movie. I thought this movie was boring as hell. Um, I think the performances are fine overall. I don't think there's anything groundbreaking. A uh, little surprise for what you brought up already for this to be where it's at. Um not saying you're wrong, but you had... Um, Robin Williams and Aladdin, Samuel L. Jackson and Pulp Fiction, Joe Pesci and the Irishman. That's crazy to have that lower, so be better, I guess. <laughs> uh, isn't Me? Bowman is Bowman the only one that has seen this movie? Yes. Yeah, I have
1: I've never even heard of it. Fair. Um boat.
3: Oh uh, yeah, uh, I I like this movie more than Cody did. This I think this movie just kind of plays to a lot of the things I like in movies, um, and I really like Marsha Mason in this. I do think she's fantastic. Uh, she gets to be funny and heartbreaking, and I I think her connection with her daughter is really good. I I like this one a lot.
4: It's also Neil Simon. So. Yeah, I,
3: I I find that Neil Simon just works for me. Like pretty Neil Simon works, but wrong not worse. for me yet.
2: Um, By the way, uh, yes, uh, Vlad Guerrero has three home runs against the Yankees right now. Maybe you should stop pitching to him. Um, But I love it. Thank you, Vlad. Keep hitting him. All right, Uh, Boatman.
3: Okay, my 83 is Robert Shaw in Jaws. What? No one? Oh, yeah. Um, no one else? Uh, yeah. I think this is this is a performance that so easily could have been just goofy, and it is a com. Uh, I won't call it a comedic performance, but it is a funny performance in scenes, especially when he's working off of Richard Dreyfus. Like Robert Shaw doesn't shy away from the inherent humor in this character. while at the same time. He's able to find so much more. He's able to be scary. He's able to be off-putting. He's able to be tragic. I mean, the Indianapolis scene is legitimately, like, just one of the best moments. Like, if we're talking Oscar clips, that's his Oscar clip and one of the best ones out there, and he wasn't even nominated for an Oscar. Like, it's such a perfectly tragic performance that goes unhinged, and... It's just such a great larger-than-life character. And Robert Shaw is one of those all-time great character actors. And he's he's just so perfect in this role, in my opinion.
2: Um, I think I know this film a little bit. Um, it's my third favorite film of all time. Um, and normally I would say there are performances that you can pick out that could be better. Uh, I think this is the best performance in the film. Um, it's hard because the top three are doing so well. I'd say top four. Shark's doing a really good job, too. Um, yeah. Shaw is just crazy in this performance. Um, ju- the story. Yeah, the story is one of like my favorite moments in film history of him just telling the story and then Especially his last stand with the shark. Like those moments are just so sweet to me. Um yeah, Shaw is oh I just one an actor gone way too soon and just crazy performance. What the fuck are we doing here, guys, though? Has anybody seen Jaws? Have you
1: seen so, this little
0: little indie film from in the seventies? I've seen it. I have not seen it in a long time. Uh, so,
1: seen it. It's in my top hundred favorite films. Shaw was on this list originally, I think. Maybe I don't know, but he should Rachel's be. Rachel's
2: to
4: take him off. I,
1: I I regret not uh, not putting him on this list.
4: There are four performances that I thought of, like pretty much after the deadline, that I regret not putting on my list, and this is one of those four.
2: Can't wait here to hear the other three come up too.
4: Uh, they probably
1: will.
2: All right, Jack. Tell me who's better than Robert Sean and Johnson.
1: Well, when you set it up like that, uh, oh God!
2: I can say Goodwill. I can say Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting too. I think that's you thing. could.
1: You could, but uh, nah. It's Jeremy Renner in The Hurt Locker.
0: I'm sorry. What the fuck? Okay. What?
3: Hey, Todd. What the fuck?
2: go ahead Jack
1: yeah uh, this I don't okay I I don't get that reaction but okay Uh, this performance is great Uh, I think this film is fantastic I think uh, Jeremy Renner gives 100% like his all to this performance I I, I honestly ah shit words come on I'm so tired uh no I think Jeremy Renner is fantastic in this I think uh there's there are brilliant moments of tension in this film that I think uh his performance stands out most in like the there's a part uh basically a uh, basically a bomb jacket where someone has a bunch of uh bombs strapped to them and and he's trying to get him off that whole scene is fantastic he's incredible in that scene, the scene with uh, Anthony Mackie and him trying to find the other sniper—fantastic. I, I think he he gives a really uh, raw and emotional performance in this film that uh, uh, just really, really affected me when, when I when I saw it, and every time I've seen it since, I think he's great.
2: I mean, you're one of the few people that have seen the Heart Locker, like, multiple times, so I'll stand by and give you credit for that. Overall, I don't think this performance is great. I think, like, the sound and the, the set design and the tension that they're able to create, sure. But is he doing anything that's, like, whoa, not really? Handling the stress as well as he can, you know, diffusing when he has to? I just, I saw the movie, I wasn't really a big fan of it well uh, it's kind of it's kind of the problem with most war films if i'm being honest a lot of war films just have a lot of cast in them and they have their parts to play in their pieces but then the pieces all come together to form the war to make the movie stand out um and i think he he does great with the pieces get but 83 is kind of weird for me like that i looked at your list i watched i didn't rewatch it but i was like jeremy render like my thing is, when I think of performances, again, you said favorite, that's fair, but when I watch movies, when, I, when I'm talking, when I talk about the movie, that's one thing, but when I talk about the performance that stood out, I, I don't remember ever looking at Jeremy Renner in this movie and being like, holy crap. Like, I think he acts the same as he does as Hawkeye in Endgame. Like, all those movies, like, I think he's the same, kind of the same actor he's always been. I think the only movie that I've ever seen him stand out like to a high degree is The Town. But. I haven't
1: seen oh. oh, I want to. It's Ooh. high on my mind. Haven't seen it.
2: But just do this, Jack. When you watch that movie, tell me if it beats Jeremy Runner in the Hurt Locker*. And I bet it will. Um, everybody else, quick on Jeremy Renner. I've actually
4: never seen *The Hurt Locker*.
2: Oh.
4: So, oh, it's I, a, I, go ahead. Okay. Uh it's been a long time since I've seen it, but there are still performances from movies I remember, even if it's been a long time since I've seen them. Uh this is not one of those.
3: I think that Jeremy Renner is the best Thanks. part of the Hurt Locker, in my opinion, because I think his recklessness is really intriguing, especially in this role. And you almost there are points where you almost are kind of mad at this character and I think that's the point and I think it is a fascinating performance and I think it was a nomination worthy performance top 100 especially this high I disagree with but I do think it is a good performance in my opinion over Robin Williams and Good Will Hunting over yeah. Robin Williams and Good Will Hunting is insane but that's Jack like at this point I'm getting numb to Jack being Jack
4: and we're only at like 3 oh, let's wait until we get good. to the top 10 Holy Stockholm shit. syndrome is kicking in. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: okay. Uh, okay, your one. Sure.
0: Um, my eighty-two. I believe this is where it stops. Is Joaquin Phoenix and her. Um, I think this is maybe Joaquin's best performance. It's up there. It's a, it's a debate. Um, and I think the reason why I really gravitate and love this performance is because of how melancholy and reserved he plays. Um, generally, whenever you see Joaquin, he's usually very aggressive and, like, in your face. Uh, whether it's Joker or The Master or Inherent Vice or Gladiator, like, he's usually very in your face. I think this is very restrained. Um, but really, really hard to watch. His performance is really emotional at points. Um, where you just watch this very awkward human sort of come alive because of this person that does not really exist, but maybe they do. And I think that's a really great script and movie and exploration. And I think he, the way he plays it is really great. Um, I think the way he navigates all the different situations that spike Jones puts him in, um, is fantastic, uh, down to like the surrogate scene or, um, when he's playing video, the video game, which I really, I really love. I really love the scene where he's playing the video game where spike, spike Jones, the director is voicing the fuck you shithead." um, I think hers a great movie, and that rests very much on Joaquin Phoenix's performance in the movie. So, uh, great movie.
2: Two movies, two performances featuring Joaquin. One where he's sending in the clowns. The other is where he's falling in love with uh, with Siri. That's just you just you just mixed up the performance. You know. One should
0: be 85, and the other should be
4: 82. Oh, okay. They're um, both great. They were close. Um, oh, and I also had this last week. They do also have one yeah. from last week.
3: I don't fucking care. Um, oh, do you
4: have this, bar. I had 90, uh, 97.
3: I had 96, so I'll go. Sorry, 98. Uh, I think that this is just a perfect portrayal of loneliness. I think that the way he portrays just sadness and loneliness is really interesting and fascinating and heartfelt. Um, There's, there's just something so isolating about his performance and um, yeah, I I think he's really good at just being really pathetic, but in a way where you still like him. And I think that's, that's a fantastic performance. I, I do really like this performance. Um, I, I will say I know why Barr loves this performance because he's not acting against anyone, he's acting against the phone. <laughs> now if that Sorry, phone was chipmunk. Hello, darkness, mild
0: friend. <laughs> told you Bar's gonna get dogpiled from vote this week.
4: Um, I will just say, oh keep I will keep it short. Um, this is my favorite Joaquin Phoenix performance. And he does a great job of trying to keep people away, but wanting to have them at the same time.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, I um, think hers yeah. good. I think, I think, um, but I can't say something about Bob Hoskins and then say something positive about Joaquin in the same regards. It's just where it's like he's acting as nothing. It resides on him. It, it's solely on him in this movie, basically. Um, I think he does a good job. But honestly, that's who we, I. I, I don't know if we can credit Joaquin as a great actor anymore, or if this is just who he is as a person. That's valid. Because he plays just an introvert and like a weirdo really well, and <laughs> maybe that's just who the guy is. The no,
0: he not not maybe. It is okay he's, if he's, he's accepted speech for Joker. It is. He's just. It
2: weird. is. He's a weird one. I don't he's think. Weird. I still think. I still think he takes private planes, even though you told us not to. I, either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's is so fucking weird. One of the worst best actors speeches the whole time. Uh, but yeah, uh, I do like that performance better than that, but yeah. Bar, 82.
4: Uh, yeah, my number... Oh boy, here we go. My number 82 is Albert Finney in Big Fish. That's a So movie. I think that this is just a beautiful performance. Um, He's just so charming and charismatic and the scene in particular that I think bumped him onto my list for this performance is the scene where he's being taken to the river and it's just the sheer joy and enthusiasm that is just ringing across his face is beautiful. I, sometimes great acting doesn't have to be purely dramatic tears and anger and things like that, but it can be, Great acting can genuinely be just joyful exuberance. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful, heartwarming performance that he gives in this movie. And it's just incredible.
2: I am so happy to announce that I've almost seen every um, Tim Burton movie. (laughs) And one, I like the rest are shit. Um, I'm excited. I crossed Big Fish off my list, and god, this movie sucks just as much as the rest. What's the one I you like? like? Beetlejuice.
3: Oh, fair.
2: And I think the only reason I like Beetlejuice is because of Michael Keaton. If I'm being honest with
0: myself. Actually, I actually kind of think you'd like the Beetlejuice musical. No I, way, probably. I think you'd like it.
2: Probably. Um... I've been told two times now. Two times. I've been wrong two times. Um, Ed Wood. Big Fish. Yuck. Yuck. Um, This one I had hope for. When it started, I was intrigued. And then Tim Burton became Tim Burton. And fucking fucked it all up. Um, Albert Finney is fine In this movie He's fine But I think if anything He's not like overly like impressive To me Um, Yeah So I don't understand why he's 82 That's crazy to me Like, Did you like meant to make this 92 No Or like
1: 102
2: No Okay Everybody I else. stand by it. Everybody, He tells a good fish story.
0: I haven't seen the film. I have not seen Big Fish.
3: I've seen Big Fish, and I don't think this is the best performance in Big Fish. I think that McGregor is the better performance in Big Fish. Maybe Barr does have uh, McGregor. Finney is one of those actors who I respect more than I necessarily like. There's something about the way he he talks sometimes. just it feels a little bit off, which works for when he's supposed to play characters that are little that are a little bit off. But I don't know if it works for me in this, but I do think like that moment towards the end that you were saying is really good. and there's some really good moments here, but I think part of the problem is for a lot of this movie, he's not doing very much. and I think that's an issue. but I, I do think this is a good performance. Cool. All right, my eighty-two.
0: I yeah, yes.
3: My eighty-two is Jose Ferrer in Cyrano de Bergerac.
0: I still haven't seen it, but I'm sorry.
3: That's okay. Um, I probably.
0: I'll take this right now. This this would have probably made my list I it.
3: I'm not gonna say that for a guarantee, but I think there's maybe. Right uh, maybe. I I love the character of Cyrano de Bergerac, just one of my favorite characters of all time. And I love Jose Ferrer as Cyrano de Bergerac. He just has so much energy, so much whip, comedic timing, tragedy. Like, again, I you're gonna see it over and over. I love characters and performances that can blend comedy and tragedy into one performance, and Ferrer does it here. Um, I think that legitimately the, the nose roast scene is just one of the most perfect monologues ever. And the way Farer pulls it off is so good. But the way he pulls up the ending, the way he pulls off the Roxanne confession scene, basically every important beat that you hit in every single CRNO adaptation, he hits it and he knocks it out of the park. He is so good and he does it all while wearing... A ridiculous giant nose that should distract you. Because probably if we're ranking the Cyrano noses, this one's more distracting than the Roxanne one, if we're being honest. Uh, And even then, still fantastic. Ferrer is phenomenal. Um, Yeah, my journey through best actor,
2: I'm so happy that this performance I got to see. When the movie started, I didn't know much about it, but when I saw that giant fucking nose, I said, what are we doing? Like, this is stupidity at this point. Um, uh, but when we saw... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The opening scene in both versions, I haven't seen Roxanne, but in both versions of this character is, like, one of the most electric openings to any, like, movie ever just because i enjoy like somebody being able to take somebody out with words not with brute strength not with anything else but with just literally dismantling them and that's what he does um and the ending when he's and he's confessing everything and she's like i know blah blah blah, i knew it was you these words and like a movie about like poetry and like basically a dumb guy that she's in love with that he's making her fault like he makes her fall her fall in love with him more with the words he's able to his performance is absolutely incredible um he's the best uh, Cyrano, like by far still to this day to me I think I think Dinklage is good god if did not sing is my only standout like if he could if it just was just a if you give him the words of Cyrano and don't make him sing that dude is close because he's the best person that's ever been able to do what this character is able to do because he's kind of like a wordsmith, um, yeah. But great choice, eighty-two. I understand. It. I don't. I didn't expect it to go much higher on your list, but honestly, it kind of like sparked something in for you to like love this character moving forward. So that's kind of cool um, overall. Um, okay, um, everybody. Ho- no one's seen this, right? No, it wasn't, it wasn't.
4: I've only seen the nose roast scene.
2: Yeah, yeah, that opening top level of just because I think that's what got me if that opening is not as strong as the opening should have been I don't think I'm in on the movie the full time but the opening got me hooked into this character I'm like dude let's see what else you get to do and yeah.
3: that's, that's yeah, the boy. problem with Roxanne is they wait like 20 minutes into that movie to do that scene oh yeah that's the problem that is, that's the huge problem alright <laughs>
2: um
1: Jack eighty two. 2 all right, my number eighty-two is one of my favorite comedic performances, and it's John Candy in *Planes, Trains, and Automobiles*. Yikes! Figured. Thank God.
2: Okay. Close it out, Coho. Well, who's your eighty-one?
0: I'm not talking tonight. Uh, Jack Lemmon, *The Apartment*.
4: Yikes. Yikes! There it is. Bar. Do you um. <laughs> Uh, let's see how this goes Uh, my number 81 is Reese Witherspoon again for Walk the Line I think that she's actually doing an incredible job in this movie and I actually think that she's better than Joaquin Phoenix is Um, there's don't look at me like that I'm right Um, I think yeah
2: (laughs) every Sunday
4: I, I genuinely think that she's doing a fantastic job with... Um, there are so many scenes that I could point out. It's like, the scene in the department store where she gets called out by that one clerk. Uh, you can just kind of, like, see the the anger kind of bubbling under, but she's, like, keeping that lid on it. Um, the scene... Any, like, the Thanksgiving dinner scene... Like, it, it's a lot of subtle acting that I think she's doing a great job with. Um... And you can also just feel the heart and the emotion uh, in this performance where it's just, like, you can tell that she really loves Johnny, but she also knows that, like, it's it's not a great time. Um, And there's, like, a little bit of sadness to her performance in that moment. Uh, I think that it's just a really... Great performance, and she's the best performance in that movie. If I'm going to be completely honest,
2: um, I think that's a little nuts to say. I mean, she's playing the Southern Belle June Carter, which is fine, but like Joaquin is having to play Cash, which has got like one of the most distinct voices in country music ever, and. He is singing in that
0: movie. Tomorrow. Yes, he is singing. He does. Yes, sing. he is. Like,
2: like,
4: I, I'm not saying
2: he's bad. I like this movie more than most. I'll say that. I do like this movie more than most people. Um, I still laugh at the scene. is like when they're driving down and Jerry Lewis is in the car and goes, we're all going to hell. You're not supposed to talk about the apple. Not look at the apple. Not even not even sing about the apple. And we're freaking taking bite of the apple. And uh, June like looks at him and goes, "Am I going to hell? Not you, June. You're, not. <laughs> <laughs> You're too good to go to hell." Right? Yeah. Uh, it's just like one of my favorite parts of the entire movie. I think June's good, but I think that's the magic of June and uh, June and John, uh, Johnny Cash. Like they played so well together. They're a pair duo. So like I don't think he's She's better, but 81, listen, I know you have a crush on her. I don't know how far she goes. We're not. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but overall, walk the line. I think uh, her performance is – I'm not going to say it's a bad performance. I will not say that. I do not think it's a bad performance. But do I think it's top 100? No, I
0: don't.
4: Um, oh, this I'll third place it. seat looks nice.
0: I'll I'll, I'll start. I know <laughs> Bowman's got more thoughts than I do. I think she deserved to win Best Actress that year. And yes, I've seen North Country. I, I think that Reese Witherspoon is very good in Walk the Line. Um, I don't think she's better than Joaquin. I don't think she belongs on Top 100. But I do think she's very good. Um, it's one of Reese's best. I am totally cool with her having the Oscar for it. In a year like 2005 where there are really no great lead actress performances... Besides Reese, uh, I think Reese is her. Um, sorry, Thrawn's good. North Country is fine. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Reese with the Spin's great uh, in this movie. And I don't I don't think she belongs on this list, but is you. So whatever.
3: Jack, you haven't seen this, I would assume.
1: Oh, no, I've seen it. Oh, go it's ahead. Twice. Finally. Uh, yeah, no, this movie's great. Uh, I had Joaquin P- uh, Phoenix on this list for this performance. Uh, The first draft of my list, he got bumped off. I never had Reese Witherspoon on my list, but she's still fantastic. And I would say deserved the Oscar that year, Uh, but she wouldn't make my list. Still great though, but Joaquin Phoenix is so much better.
3: I've come to this realization about Reese Witherspoon for me. When Reese Witherspoon is supposed to be a likable character, it doesn't work for me. And I think it's because like, She's way too much of a Sharpay Evans. Reese Witherspoon is honestly perfect for like characters who you're kind of supposed to hate because of like just how kind of just a little bit off, just a little bit like too perfect to the point where they feel like it's passive aggressive. And that's what Witherspoon always just kind of feels. And that's why I really like her in Election. I think she's perfect in Election. You'd love her in Wild.
4: You would love her in Wild.
3: Okay, I will watch Wild then. Um, But yeah, I don't love this performance. And I think saying she's better than Joaquin is Tash is crazy.
2: I love the Kirk's response. But
3: what's your 81? Uh, My 81 is Steve Carell in The Big Short. (laughs) it's me it's me look uh, Steve Carell is my favorite performance in the big short I think Carell is just the perfect example of a character who is mad at the world like just mad at the system and just kind of completely believes everyone is either evil or stupid or both and I, I think that's one of like my favorite scenes uh, is I'm, I'm going to be paraphrasing here, but where he talks about, I'm not even mad because it's wrong. I'm mad because it's so stupid. Uh, and I think that's such a great moment. I love the moment where he comes into the, uh, the group therapy session and just starts <laughs> talking. <laughs> I think that's a great moment. I, I love him working off of Gosling, and I love, I love the scene where he's across from the other investor, like the one of the big guys in the mortgage scene, and he is just so disgusted by this guy. And he realizes how truly immoral he is, and I think that's, it, it's just this character who is angry at how manipulative the world is. And I think that's so fascinating and I, I love it. It's this righteous anger uh, covered by this genius. I love it. Um,
2: I think Boatman every once in a while, but I like to like get angry with him, keep him in a spot where he knows like my anger can crush him at any point uh one of the things i want to thank him for is probably bringing the big short on two of his lists and making me watch it um i absolutely love this movie i think the movie is absolutely incredible the more i watch the more i like it uh steve carell is probably the correct is the correct choice from this i still love the scene where he's like we have to sell if we sell we're no better than them like that entire like thought like in our theory of these people are making a ton of money on the failure of America, basically, the, the people losing homes and they're trying to make money, it's crazy. Um, Corel has so many good points. I still love the scene where he's in therapy and he gets the phone call. You can't do this again. He gets the phone and just walks out of therapy, and doesn't go back. Um, um, it just has back and forth stuff like honestly if i'm a character from it i'm probably more steve corral than anything because i just don't like give a shit i just tell my honest opinion um i still suggest so this is this is a very like wolf of wall street kind of feel because it talks about stuff that is over our heads that we the common people don't really understand but they do a such way of creating the, the story and like teaching it to you in a way that doesn't feel like you're doesn't feel like a Tony Scott movie almost that you have to be an expert in the field to understand what the hell they're talking about, even though he studied it probably for years before he did a train movie. My thing is, go watch this movie again. If you watched it the first time, you didn't really love it. I think this movie has a lot of rewatchability, and every piece is so good. Like, they play off each other so well. And Carell is such a selling point in this one. I kind of like where Carell's going with his career at this point. Like, as much as I feel like he's the one person in this world that will make me cry laughing, I think he's got that ability. But now his serious work is getting to a level that I think is kind of scary. I think he's got real acting chops. And I wouldn't be surprised if an Oscar is not far away at this point. Oh. Oh. Um, I, I, yeah, I, He's one that I'm hoping gets surprises and wins an Oscar. Um, all right, Jack. Well, everybody, big short, uh, Steve Crow.
1: I haven't seen uh,
4: I love this movie. Um I think that he is arguably the best performance. It's between him and Bale. I would probably pick Carell Um great Gosling choice. Either, but... G- G- Gosling is also good. Tell me the difference between what was the stupid and uh no, whatever. Fuck it. Tell stupid. me the
3: difference between stupid and illegal and I'll have my wife's brother arrested. But that's not even a Gosling line. That's uh that's I wanna say that's Jeremy Strong. That is Jeremy Strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, if you
2: want to gossip line, it's the Sunday.
3: The Sunday. Oh series. yeah. But you get the
0: Sunday. You get the Sunday. Corral is definitely the best performance in this movie, and you love this movie, so I get it. <laughs> the what the a condescending thing this <laughs> sass. This
4: like... I don't
0: here's the thing. I've seen the big short once. I didn't adore it the way Boltman. did. When did you watch it? What? When did you watch it? Probably 2020. Rewatch it. I, I, I plan to. I'm overdue for a one-time speed. Go ahead. I will. Uh, Corral, <laughs> is, Corral is a great dramatic actor, and I really like his work with McKay, period. Across every movie he's been with McKay, I think he's great in all of them. Um, yeah. The
2: movie I think he didn't love and, him in uh, Don't Look Up. What movie I'm so glad he's not him? in Don't Look Up. Yeah, right. What movie I didn't love is... Uh, Great drawer, Brian, but Fox Catcher. Didn't love that. Didn't love so well. I don't love
0: his performance in Fox Catcher, yeah. Like, I, okay. he,
2: he, he goes to like... an extreme level, but it just wasn't my extreme that I needed. All right, Jack. Take us home.
1: All right. Um. Yeah. In the Facebook post today, Coho asked how many Lord of the Rings performances I would have. Mm. One. And that's John Noble. Who? Oh! I was literally about to do that. John Noble, for those of you that don't know who John Noble is, plays Denethor in *The Return of the King*, he is the biggest piece of shit I have ever, second biggest piece of shit I have ever seen in a film. What the fuck? I, I what hate fuck, what the fuck was that? Like biggest, second big, like what the fuck? second. I because I remembered how much I hate Percy from *The Green Mile*. Uh, okay. But here's That's the thing. Correct. Yeah. There's the nobody thing. bigger. <laughs> <than> <laughs>
2: Inga, <laughs> Percy, Char- I don't
1: know. I don't Death. know. I, off the top of my head, no, no. But here's the thing. Uh he's fantastic in this. The just the worst, and I mean absolute worst human being uh in this in this series. Uh his performance uh is somewhere between pitiful and insanity and he hits the balance there perfectly because every time he has an interaction with Faramir uh you you want nothing more than that guy to catch fire and run off a run off a cliff uh that that definitely doesn't happen in the film but no uh he's incredible in this that scene where uh he sends basically sends his last living son out to die uh, and while while they're charging Osgiliath, uh he's sitting at sitting in his palace uh, eating uh, just eating tomatoes uh, and it's just terrible uh terrible to watch uh, he's just the biggest worst like the worst uh, human being in this franchise but he gives such a compelling performance that you just can't help but feel absolute every time he's on screen. It's brilliant performance.
2: Yeah, yeah I fucking hate what people eat tomatoes, too. fucking pisses me off. Um, I hate tomatoes, so there you go. Be more cultured. Um, <laughs> I had to replay these scenes to even get it, to be honest with you. I've seen the movies. I like the movies, but I'm like, really? I don't understand it at all. But, Jack, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that you just have to meet a quota. I think at this point, I don't know. But like, Jack, I'm going to help you out. Everybody, everybody knows that these are your favorite movies. You're, you're in a safe space. You don't have to do this anymore. We get it. I just feel like you're, you can't, I hope, this is my hope for you. In two years, you look back on this list and you laugh. My whole goal for you is you look back and be like what the fuck did I just do? Go watch do me a favor before next top 100. I'm going to give you a little homework. Next top 100. If you have time, which you should because if I see anything else logged in letterbox, I can prove that you don't you do have the time. Go watch Goodwill Hunting one more time. And then report back to next week and tell me with a straight face that John Noble in Lord of the Rings Return of the Game is better than Robin Williams.
1: I never said he was better. Okay. You
2: put him higher!
1: Get favorite list, not game. better. This is, is exactly. this is subjective, not objective for me.
2: Even favorite, you called him the second biggest piece of shit on screen. You put a turd pretty high. Well, well,
3: well. How the turntable's... That's all I'm asking.
2: Quickly, guys. I do not want to spend long on it.
0: Who? Dennis is good, but why the fuck is he here?
4: One word. Sure.
3: Eight is adequate. Fair.
2: Alright. I'm going to give out grades. First place. I think I'm going to go with Caleb Coe. Just kidding, Kill Bowman.
0: kill ah. Bowman. Don't do that to me. You fell for I mean, that?
2: I mean, two. I wasn't all, going
0: to, and then you started saying my name. The two
2: that I had to go with, I mean, he had Robert Sean Joss and Tony Curtis and something like that. Huh? I think that already solidified the win. But the rest of them, now the people that have the movies that they put that are higher will get more credit when they're higher. Um, that's what Kirk doing, so um, I, I get it. I uh, Best all-time performance, yeah. Uh, all right, second place, Coho. Um, I think overall, I don't think you really missed tonight too much. I think her and Joker, but that's subjective at the point. Um, but overall, super strong list for you today. Um, third, Bar. Oh, thank God. Um, we you saw this morning. big fish almost searching. But I'm going to be honest with you. With watching big fish, I think big fish. Uh, Albert Finney's one of the best performances of Big Fish. I'll help you with that. Like, do I think it's great? No, but overall, better. And, yeah, Joe Pesci for the Irishman. Only person. I have to give you some credit for there. Um, and in last place, um, Jack. I don't think Jack hurts himself too bad here. If he takes off Jeremy Renner for Hurt Locker, if he just, like, moved his, like, 86, 87 – up to like top space and move stuff down maybe not when rachel Ziegler, no place no place whatsoever on this list um, uh watch Long coming soon um for back-to-back at west side stories uh we may we may just tape it and put it on some channel i don't know <laughs> just to see a really <laughs> <lots> <laughs> that's, that's, um,
1: that's a perfect comment
2: next week we'll be back um for top uh for uh, 80 through 71. Um, should be interesting. But we can But we keep a streak alive. Can
0: the same placements keep ranking for the rest of the week. Next we'll come, week. I'm going to tank. Just to like. I'm going to get. I'll, I'll get him in the next couple weeks. I'll beat him in one of the next couple. I guarantee it. Honestly, I, I
1: him. think next I'm week. Not is beating him and I'm not beating any of you any week.
2: Jack, you can stay at fourth for the rest of the show. That's fine. Um, but uh, please. Um, by the way, also um, two things. One. We'll be putting out a poll soon. We'll be putting a post out soon of what episodes you would like us to do for YLS moving forward, um, so we can revamp our list because what we had in our schedule is completely thrown out. We're not doing them anymore. Some may come back, but we are throwing them all out because of list problems. And then we'll put out this and a um, little plug. I can do this on my phone show. I don't care. There's not a lot of sports ball people here, but me and Scully have formed together to do a podcast called Over the Wall. We're talking about random sports. We're talking about baseball currently right now. We have a YouTube channel over there. Um, uh, go check our Twitter out. Uh, Coho will, uh, uh, not Coho, um, Scully um, tweets on there. Um, if you care about sports in any way and want to be on a future show for us over there, go check that out. Um, and thanks to Coho. He does our great graphics for it, and I appreciate everything you do. So check that out. Look out for the Facebook page and come back to Jack's funeral next week. It's a thing. Kind of weird. His funeral lasts ten weeks, but mm-hmm. he'll be he'll be resting peacefully at the very end. Have a great night. Stay classy, San Diego.
1: I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Your guilt has been determined. This is merely a sentencing hearing. Now, what will it be? Death or exile? You better lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming back for
0: 30%. I'm coming back for everything. So!
4: Normally, I would say Auf Wiedersehen. But since what Auf Wiedersehen actually means is till I see you again, and since I never wish to see you again, to you, sir, I say good.